someone's going to get offended. It's just the way the world works. So to hopefully save everyone a little time and or energy, here's this. The opinions that you hear are those of the host and callers and not those of iHeartMedia, its management, or advertisers. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Phillips File, broadcasting high atop the iHeartMedia complex on WTKS-FM HD1. Coco Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, The Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Yeah, it is. Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It is the start of the Phillips File, this one for Wednesday. That's Wednesday, February 7th in the year 2018. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls and listen to your stuff, whatever that stuff might happen to be this afternoon. News and current events, we can talk. uh, do that. We can talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine. And, of course, we'll find many other things to discuss. We always do. So take part of the most listened to, the most popular, the most widely heard, the highest rated radio program of its kind in the entire state of Florida. Pick us up on iHeartRadio. Go to realradio.fm. What's that? That's our website. Check that out. You can follow me on Twitter at Real Jim. Then send us a text on anything at any time. And uh, we'll read it. We'll look at it. We may use it on the air. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. That's Real Mobile 77031, all powered by David Moss Toyota and David Moss Chevrolet. But on the phones, long distance toll free, one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. For those of you in the Metro, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one. Mo's here. She has news in a few yes, minutes. Sir. We work off that, of course. Jack is with us. Pinkman is here as well. Later in the program, at about four, a bonus round of closest to the pin. Great opportunity for you to win that You Matter business card and have good fortune for the rest of your life. More on that later. Followed by Jack's audio file, we have the regular round of closest to the pin. It's Wednesday, meaning that later in the afternoon, we'll talk with Scott Maxwell, who writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. Shot Doctor comes in at 6 o'clock for Shot Doctor casting call. And then the 5-Minute Professor joins us. After that, and then some drive-home music. And then PPT to wrap things up before we hand it over to... Tom and Dan. So it's very, 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 very busy. Not quite as busy as yesterday, but still busy. A couple of things to make notice of. Yeah, let's see. Uh, the President of the United States wants a military parade. What? A couple of weeks ago, he uh, told his generals and instructed the Pentagon, yeah. start planning for a military parade in Washington, I guess, he was really impressed with the uh, Bastille Day Parade in Paris. Wee oui, wee. Oui. That uh, takes place every year, and uh, it's about a two-hour parade. He really liked that. He did, yeah. You know how in, in grammar school, uh, the kids that fight, you, you tend to fight with people that you're really similar to or that you kind of really like, but you you're, you don't know how to man- express that, so you end up fighting with them because their emotions aren't mature enough to figure that out? Is it possible Trump really likes Kim Jong-un? Oh, sure. And he's just trying to really replicate him because 
between forcing right. responding to people who say nice things to him, chastising people who don't clap for him, uh, having a military parade. It seems like he is getting closer and closer to North Korea. He's, he's, a, he's an autocrat. He, he mm. likes that. Uh, pay attention to me. I wouldn't be surprised, uh, you know, in his own mind, even though it won't happen. But in his own mind, he goes to a pawn shop, picks up a whole bunch of medals and a sword and the whole thing and. You know, dresses up like, uh, you know, like Prince Charles at some uh, ceremonial mm-hmm. thing in Great Britain, you know, with the epaulets and all that and the cap and he the whatever. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think he's, uh, you know, he's got that pose he likes, that Mussolini pose where he sticks his chin way out, you know. <laughs> yes. The fact of the matter is, <clears throat> this country doesn't have a tradition of military parades. Uh, the military by and I mean we have military units of course in Fourth of sure. July parades and things like that but 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 we don't have the Kremlin like parades we don't have the North Korea type parades where battalions of soldiers goose step their way uh, through uh, you know through the you know the the squares that they have you know the Red Square and the Kremlin was designed to do that kind of stuff Pennsylvania Avenue is not designed to have a military Parade, you put one of those Abrams tanks on Pennsylvania Avenue, and it's going to rip it up. It'll squash. It'll rip it up. Plus, let me just add this. You know, in the Kremlin, if you have a military parade and you try to crash it, they'll shoot you. Same thing in North North Korea. If anybody even had the idea of crashing the parade, they'd kill you. They, you they, they, They just kill you right on the spot. I'm just saying, you know, you can see this a mile away. There's enough distrust and and in some cases hatred of this current president mm. that if he's going to stage a military parade we're going to crash it americans will crash it you know that as well as i do this takes a lot this takes a lot of money and a lot of planning what well, we know as americans whatever our political stripe that we have the best military on the face of the planet we have the best women men and women serving us in the armed forces of the united states of america you don't have to have a prayer there's nothing to prove to us right. we 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 honor men and women who have served us in the armed forces and currently do so we don't need a parade we don't need tanks and and rocket launchers moving down pennsylvania avenue do we by and large, the military doesn't like this kind of stuff because there's a tradition of, in our military, of not strutting around. Um, plus, it's it's just it'll be what are you gonna how are you gonna how are you gonna protect this so-called parade from being crashed? You know, there, there's so many people who are upset and groups and whatever who would say this is a great opportunity for me to just interfere with this and make a big mishy-mash out of the whole thing. Let's not do that. Plus, you know, we don't have soldiers when they march. They don't goose-step. They don't do that kind of stuff, right? Right. We just don't do that. I find this, you know, if, say, well, this would cost, let's just throw a number out. Let's say it cost $100 million. That's a lot. Well, let's say it's $50 million. All right, that's still a lot. That's $50 million or $100 million or $20 million or whatever it costs. Mm-hmm. You provide that to vets and their families. That would be you provide be- even better VA care for men and women who have served us in the armed forces of the United States. This is absolutely ridiculous stuff as far as I'm concerned. This is what they do in uh, tin horn uh, dictator type uh, third world countries. You have these uh, parades. Yeah. 
So anyway, we can talk about that. Uh, there's uh, this uh, school board member in Seminole County. He still hasn't shown up. Well, where is he? It's Jeffrey Bauer. <laughs> Been missing for a year now. Yeah. Come on, Mo, go I find know, him. I now have a theory. I don't know where I now have a theory. What's your theory? Well, I don't know if it's a theory, but it's an observation. Okay. This Jeffrey Bauer has been missing in action for a year. Uh-huh. He was elected to the Seminole County School Board. He's paid $41,000 a year in change. He's provided health care. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he notified the school board uh, last year that he had a series Sick. of strokes yeah. and this and that. And then they checked out where he lives. It's burned out. There's big plywood boards all over the windows. Then he, they contacted him recently because they said, Jeffrey, we got to know what's going on here because, uh, you know, hello. And so he said, well, okay, well, I'll, I'll call in. This was, I think, last night or the night before. Well, he didn't call in. Nobody can find him. Nobody can track him down. I think he's dead. No. I think he's dead. I, I think really. he's dead, and I think someone has assumed his identity, <gasps> and they're collecting the paycheck. Ooh. That's what I think. Really? Yeah. That's what I think. His family is here. I, th- I thought they, he lived Nobody in knows a- where he is. I know. Nobody has seen him. Mm. This is what I think now. I do think this. Someone has assumed Jeffrey Bauer's identity. Are they cashing and his check? Coll- of course. Oh, of they're, course. Collect- uh, they're cashing in his paycheck. You have a vivid imagination there, bud. Seriously. Tell me this hasn't been done before. We've heard stories of uh, where uh, children cash in their dead parents' social security checks and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've heard that. This can be done. I'm telling you. Hey, I don't think he's dead, and someone is cashing his pay. But then, where's Jeffrey yeah, Bauer? Where is he, Mo? Where's yes. Jeffrey You're Bauer? Rolling that out. He uh-huh. may be getting medical treatment out of the area. Is it possible? Can he wheel himself in on a wheelchair, or somebody can wheel him in on a gurney and say, "Here I am. I'm in bad shape. I'm." Dying. I have to admit, I've done a terrible job. Although as elected office, I've been doing a terrible job, you know, staying in contact. You have to understand, I've had these many strokes and this and that, whatever, and uh, they're going to wheel me back to the hospital now. We need proof of life. Send a picture of him in front of today's, a copy of today's USA Today. Nobody knows where he is. Nobody does. Is it possible Mm. a sheik in the Middle East kidnapped him? Oh, sure, and they took him on a magic carpet. Yeah, they put put him on a magic carpet Uh and took him back to the Middle East, and then he's now a sex slave. With Aladdin. That's nice. You know, Mo and I were talking about how time flies because the Bob Ward story is back in the news here in Orlando. Bob Ward, the uh, millionaire, or one-time millionaire, who was accused and really found, he was found guilty of shooting his wife to death during an argument Mm -hmm. down in Isleworth. Then a judge threw out the verdict because of something related to his defense attorney. Or the prosecution, one or the other, something yeah, happened. Right. And so now he's, he's the, the, the Orange Osceola State Attorney's Office is retrying Bob Ward, mm-hmm. I believe, on second degree uh, murder charges. And uh, where was that going? And well, I said, oh, you know, it was how many years ago was did this take? Eight, ten years ago? Eight Almost years ago? Ten years. It's eight and a half years. So ago. It's, it's time flies. So I did some, uh, I did some figuring. I really didn't. It was uh, something I read about a couple of weeks ago, and then I tracked it down because I was going to talk about it, and I forgot about it. If you started in Manhattan, all right, you're standing still in Manhattan, and for every step you took, Mm -hmm. it signified one million years, and you walk to the Pacific Ocean, you will have covered what percent of the planet's history? Oh, going those thousands of miles over there to L.A. One step constitutes a million, a million years. Uh, this is in relation to 
Oh, where's Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yeah, so how many mil- how many steps? You know, a step is what about three feet? So how many yards from? Well, I'll give New you the York answer. Okay. It's about ten percent. I was going to say fifty. Damn, ten percent mm-hmm. of the planet's history. Yeah. If you took one step and each step, and you walked from Manhattan to the Pacific Coast, and each step constituted a million years. Yeah. By the time you got to the Pacific Ocean, you would have covered 10% of the planet's history. So then you, you reflect on, as you're thinking about time flies, mm-hmm. our presence, the, human, the the presence of human beings on the planet. We're just maybe... A blip. Wiggle a toe, if that. Yeah. And we're killing it. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. He's got the news that ain't gonna bore ya. There's more to run, there's more to run, there's more to run. From around the globe to around the block, there's something special for ya. There's more to run, there's more to run. Time for the news. Here's Mo. Mm, Jim, yeah, about 24 hours ago, we were reveling in the SpaceX blastoff, and then two of the the, the the booster rockets landed simultaneously, almost next to each other. Boom! Back at the Canaveral Air Force Station. Well, there was a bit of a kerfuffle with the thing out on the drone. It missed the it missed the sh- the X, the ship, and it landed off and it went too fast. And then shrapnel hit the deck, and it was like, oh yeah, yeah, it was a mess. Uh, so the drone ship in the Pacific, it just didn't work out. Um, so it crashed at 300 miles an hour and took out a couple of the drone ship engines and showered the deck with shrapnel. So there's just a little bit of a failure on that you know, score. But then the Tesla Roadster with the Starman mannequin at the wheel. Very cool. It's apparently taking a longer than expected road trip through the solar system. This personal car of Elon Musk, the SpaceX chairman, Mm-hmm. Uh, was the payload aboard the Falcon Heavy rocket. It successfully launched. Everything was fine. But they originally planned for the second stage ignition that would put the Tesla in an elliptical orbit around the sun and Mars. And? But when they did the final engine burn, yeah. it was stronger than anticipated, and it overshot Mars. His car exceeded Mars's orbit and kept going to what's called the asteroid belt. <laughs> yeah, it went out a little further. It was like so powerful. And it went past. Have you watched my- the video? No, it's surreal. It's the coolest thing. Ever. You're just you're looking cool. at a car just floating through space yeah, with a mannequin behind. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I made it my uh, my screensaver <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> oh, it's I just see. too cool. Yeah, uh, with the financial crisis in full swing and the liquidation of their real estate business and all of that, that's what Bob Ward says caused the marital tension back in 2008, 2009 that turned into a high pressure cooker. And there was an argument, and nobody really knows over what, but what happened still is unclear. All we know now is Diane Ward was shot. Bob Ward was there. He called 911 and said, she's gone. She's done. I'm sorry. She's dead, I think is what he said first. I might have to make a wager on this one. Bob Ward is now facing a second-degree murder charge, and for a second time. Did okay in the Trayvon Martin, George Zimmerman Mm -hmm. trial. His new trial begins today, I wasn't happy with the outcome, but I was right on the verdict, Mm -hmm. and I was right on Casey Anthony. Mm -hmm. 
The, and I get the props in the media that I should have. I was the only one in this town who was talking about that. The judge told jurors this trial will last two weeks. He's been allowed out of jail on a million-dollar bond as he waited for his second trial, but he wasn't allowed to go out of the area. Right. Remember that? He wanted to go to Atlanta or something for this or that. But anyway. A wedding. For a wedding. That's right. His daughter's wedding. It's important. Uh, indeed. Uh, it turns out that he, mm, this trial begins today. And we will keep our eye on it and see where that shakes out. You mentioned Jeffrey Bauer, a Seminole County School Board member. Maybe I should say former Seminole County School Board member. One year of work, missing. Yeah, the late Jeffrey Bauer. I don't think he's missing. I know. I don't think he's late. I don't think he's he's late all right. <laughs> he's, he's late a, to work. He's late to That's true. A no, year where late. is he? I don't know. Uh, he was supposed to call in today or well, yesterday. Bob, have a responsibility. No. Taxpayers are paying you $41,000 mm-hmm. a year and on, paying Jeff. your medical expenses. Right. Come on. Cough it up. Where are you, bub? His four school board colleagues today, the other people on the school board, they now have four. They're supposed to have five, but Jeff is nowhere. So they directed the superintendent of schools, Walt Griffin, to send another letter saying, are you resigning here or what? So look, you got five days to respond. If you don't, we're going to call on the governor to uh, pull you out of office. Right. All right, that's it's easy. Failure as that. to respond by you know X day. Where are you, well, Jeffrey? Result in the board asking Governor Scott to remove you from office for neglect of duty. And if he's got medical problems mm-hmm. where he can't respond, certainly has members of the family who should be able to go before where the school he? board and make an appointment. Say, look, here's what's happening. He's gone with our poor Jeffrey. He's gone. Our poor, poor Jeffrey. Poor tiny Tim. I don't know where he is, but he's not here. His term does expire at the end of this year, so maybe we should just wait and see. And one day, Jeffrey Bauer will be able to join the school board. To walk and run and like the other boys. And vote like the other. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't just, know where he is. Just turn off know. his direct deposit. Then he'll show up. <laughs> yeah, have to hey, show up kids? to pick up your check. Uh-huh. Yeah. And where's the check going? To his it's son a check out of that burned out house. Well, yeah, okay, but then they checked out his residence that he wrote down. It's a burned out. Looks like a crack house. Oh boy, I didn't know someone had crack house. He's dead. Someone has assumed his identity. They're they're cashing in his paycheck and buying crack. <laughs> I don't think any fentanyl. It's not right. The Orlando Magic, right. Jim, have their first two game winning streak, two in a row, Jim. In almost three months, they now have two game winning streak. Last night, they outscored LeBron James, of all things, and the Cavaliers, and they did it big by 34 oh, yeah. points. So Wrecked. that's some good news. They they now have won two in a row. It's now a trend. Whoop-de-doo. I think that's a good thing. Uh, you don't seem very excited. No. You're not following that. Well, they magic. only momentarily stopped sucking. No, I'm a little bit more worried about Stoke City right now. I see. Uh, a great white <laughs> shark is apparently hanging around off the coast of southwest Florida, his name is George, and he was almost 10 feet long, weighed more than 700 pounds when he was tagged about a year ago what? off the coast of Massachusetts. He's traveled 4,500 miles since then. Jesus. The shark tracking organization says it located George on Sunday near the edge of Everglades National Park in southwest Florida. So now we have Catherine the shark. We had several other female sharks. Now we have George the shark all sort of swirling around the Florida Peninsula. It's been 35 years since the Florida legislature rejected the Equal Rights Amendment, but supporters aren't giving up. Uh, The Democratic Women's Clubs of Florida say that the ERA's protections are needed to prevent a rollback of advances in women's rights achieved over the last 50 years. Remember the fight over that? Holy mackerel. Yeah, you wore wore buttons, ERA this, ERA that. man alive. Yep, women in still Florida are paid way less than men, calling Linda um, Stewart of Orlando calls it a dignity without equality issue 
ERA ratification bills have been filed in, in the state house every now and again. This year, no exception. But they go nowhere, just like every other year. Oh, in, those good old boys in Tallahassee. That's not, not happening. They're not putting up with any of that. Mm-mm. But what did you happen? Sound, you just settle down there, darling. Little Missy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We'll allow you to speak when we're good and ready to oh, allow you to. Boy. Mm-hmm. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell mm, says they did it. They passed a significant bipartisan agreement on a long-term budget deal. Uh, Chuck Schumer also went before the microphone, said the same thing. It'll end years of budget restraints on the Pentagon. It'll boost defense spending, but it'll also give money to some other causes as well. So it looks like they've agreed, in the Senate at least. Yeah. You now, know it what has, happened? now it has to go to yeah, the they figured out not to involve the president. That's exactly what happened. They said, let's just get this solved. Don't involve him oh. whatsoever. Just let him, you know, sit over there, you know, in the White House and tweet yeah. and blab and, and obfuscate and, you know, BS, whatever. You know, we'll get the job done. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that uh, the Trumpster wants to showcase the strength of the military with a parade through D.C., but the newspapers up there say these plans took, you know, they started up about, a, I don't know, in, in the middle of January. And there was some official said the event is meant to highlight the service and sacrifice of the military. Well, that's all good. But he was inspired, as you mentioned, after going and sitting through the Bastille Day parade um, with French President Macron. There's no word on when this parade will take place, but it looks like the military is moving ahead, finding a you date. This I don't buy it. It looks to me like they're I looking at Veterans Day. I think North Korea veterans. has more of an influence on his decision veterans than France. Day. Nope, they're looking at Veterans Day. Not buying it. On when and how much No, I and think and it's all of that. I think he likes military parades. I think he likes the spectacle. He think, I think he likes the idea of, of sitting there in a grandstand and have soldiers marching by and tanks and all that kind of stuff, you know, like they do in, in Paris and uh-huh. like they do in North Korea and like they do in Russia. Oh. And, do you uh, think it reminds him of when he used to serve? Oh, wait, he never did. There's a five-time draft dodger who uh, humiliates or tries to humiliate uh, American war heroes. And gold star family. And this guy wants a military parade? we got the best military on the planet. We we don't need a parade to remind us of that. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Get back to the news. Here's Mo. Mm, Jim, the Secretary of State Rex Tillerson says that America is, is not prepared, simply not prepared to prevent Russian meddling in this upcoming 2018 midterm election. And he was speaking to a a really friendly audience at Fox News and said Russia has a lot of different tools that are being used right now for interfering. And we are not even better prepared to combat that threat. We're no better prepared than we were in 2016. He says it's because the Russians adapt quickly. Others are saying it's because the word hasn't come from the White House that we want to clamp down on this. Tillerson said, if Russia does not stop... The president doesn't talk about this ever. That's what I mean. It, be, I mean, it, doesn't, it say came from the top. doesn't say mm, one word about nope. it. Nope. You know, denies the uh, reports coming in from his intelligence Just agencies so. and the FBI, all the rest. And, mm. uh-huh. He doesn't uh-huh. mention it. Uh-uh. No. And that's why Tillerson says now that's just Katie bar the door. If you thought 16 was bad, they're already starting on 18. Well, they're messing with every, all the democracies. Uh, that's true. Do you remember the old Pope, uh, the German Pope, Pope Benedict? Benedict? Yes, yeah. the mean one. Uh, well, you said yeah. he was the mean. The, uh, brown teeth. Yeah, I don't the know scary any of looking that. one. Yeah. See, now, okay, he's not mean. He's not scary, and he didn't have brown teeth. How do you know? You're not dead. I don't know, but I don't remember any of that. But what I do Still remember, alive, isn't he? He is, yes. but he does say now he's in the last phase of his life. Aww. he's ninety. See now, all of a sudden, see you shouldn't have thrown him under the bus so quick. Um, yeah. The ninety-year-old yeah. Benedict says in a letter published today 
that he's on a pilgrimage toward home. Yeah, he was looking the other way in a lot of this uh, priest scandal. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's the first pope in six centuries to resign. It, it mostly, they, the, you get a new pope because the old one dies. This one was like, I'm done. He resigned, and we got this new guy in. Uh, those close to Benedict say he's still mentally sharp, but he, you know, he's got he got a hard time getting around. New pope's in some tr- not trouble, but taking some criticism regarding a priest sex abuse in South America. Isn't that every pope has to deal with this now? Yeah, but the, having him the funeral mass. No. I can't remember what it, what it is. It's uh, I think he was a. They, there's a report that he was aware ah. that complaints were being filed against a particular priest or bishop, I think in Peru or Chile, and then denied that he knew anything about the abuse, and they're yeah. going, they're, they're uh, trying to go crazy again. I forgot to tell you, during that Russian story that we just talked about with Tillerson and all that meddling business, Jim Carrey, the actor, is now in this Russian meddling thing and says, the way we can stop this is to do what you did yesterday, Jim, and that is to delete their Facebook account and sell any stock you have in Facebook. Because he's tweeting now that he's selling all of his Facebook stuff and deleting his Facebook accounts because Facebook profited from Russian interference during 2016. And he said all investors who care about the future should do the same. Bail out of all your Facebook stuff. First they denied it. Said, oh, this is not happening. And then then say, well, look at this. And they go, oops. All right. Mm -hmm. New marketing plan. Facebook now has admitted that 120 million people saw these ads that Russia bought. They didn't know that it was... Russia meddlers. Well, but that's when they say there's no meddling. Well, yeah. do you read Facebook? I mean, you, you know, all this other stuff. Think Fox million paid any pe- attention yeah. to some of this stuff, fake news, whatever it and was. Retweeted and retweeted it. took that information, retweeted it. it. Yeah. You believe it's true that you report on it, and before you know, know. it, that doesn't have an influence forgot, on the yeah. way you voted? Come on now. People. Well, that's Jim Carrey's answer is well, bail out of Facebook. And you did it yesterday, so it was very nice I that just you listened. Don't, I just don't pay any, pay any Oh, and any I saw attention. a story today that Facebook knows... And they will start sending you stuff to lure you back in. They are a seductress with people like you who say, I'm not doing that anymore. And then little by well, little. How are they going to do that? They do. I'm not telling. But there's a big story but, on the news today. Well, how are they going to do that? I can't tell you. You'll see. You'll be They're a sucker. They're going to email you until they break you. You will, you will be a sucker. It's like, lure him back, back in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they will. They will. They'll put something on there that is so up. You can't help click. You're Uh-oh. in. Can't break me. I've done time. You're in. <laughs> Tie no, no, no. To Big the story in the news today. They, they they wait for you to blow it off and say, I'm not doing this. And push delete. And then they, they work their voodoo. And it's Facebook voodoo. That voodoo you do. Well, that's just so more well. cat, what? cat videos. See? Just yeah. saying. I like the ones with the goats. Those little baby goats that oh. bounce around. I really do enjoy watching that. See? I like the ones that get scared and fall over <laughs> stiff. Those fainting yeah. goats. Fainting yeah. goats. Yeah, Those that's are hilarious. Just all sudden, boing. <laughs> oh, just, see, their just, mind tricks are working on you already. See, they're going to send you <laughs> Facebook goat videos. All right, listen. I'll anyway. send you a link. <laughs> uh, New York Fashion Week is kicking off this week in the Big Apple. Editors, bloggers, stylists, fashion designers, and celebrities. And now I know what your plan is. You're going to Who, Fashion me? Week. He's a fashionista. Look at I him. I am. I'm telling you. You can tell by looking at They're me. gathering at major runway shows around the city, mm-hmm. and, and Pinkman will be there in, in rare form. I'm going to hang out with Armani. It is Men's Fashion Week. And uh, then they'll do women's, you know, as we get to the end of the week through next week. And designers are showcasing the stuff for the fall and the winter. That is now in New York Stay City. Stay out of the curb, Pinkman. You'll know what's coming down the pike fashion-wise. That's oh, right. Oh, oh. 
Next up, scarves. Any season. <laughs> Any season. Uh, there is a new block of tickets available for the hottest show on the Great White Way, or Broadway, we call it, Jim. Uh, and it is the Harry Potter show. It's oh, yeah. called Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Uh, yeah. Now, if you pre-registered, you may have a shot at this new block of tickets, but the people are being randomly selected. You get a code, and it's a whole thing. Anyway, uh, this official opening is not until April, end of April. I haven't even seen Hamilton yet. Mm-mm. Oh, it was divine. <laughs> you didn't see it. Now everybody's getting flipping out, uh, flipping out over Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. I read the book. I think that was a book. Sure, they released it. Yeah, but as a as a play. Oh, oh, I mean, oh well, I know yeah. I didn't read the play. Yeah. Oh, guess who else is coming back to TV? Uh, Mr. <laughs> Bean. No. Benny Hill. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> Going back to her roots, her reality oh, TV roots, roots Omarosa. Oh, oh God. Yes. Love her. And if yeah, I know you missed her. She was on, uh, of course, The Apprentice. Then she was in the White House. And now she's back, this time on Big Brother. Is she uh, having celebrity an with, uh, Donald Trump? I don't know. I don't know any of that. Jim, read between the lines. It's all there. It's all there. It is there. Read between the lines. Well, there's been some intimations that they had a relationship at one time. <laughs> An affair to remember. The one-time mm. villain of The Apprentice, this Amorosa, uh, who worked briefly in the White House, is now in the cast of Big Brother Celebrity Edition, debuting tonight <laughs> on CBS. Celebrity is really loose there, I think. Ooh, who else is on it? All right, let me tell you who else is on it. They've got an NBA star, Meta World Peace. Oh, yeah. Ron What's Artest? Big Brother? What's that all about? Big Brother, they it's all a live house together. Of people, oh, okay. and there's cameras right, everywhere. Right, right, right. Uh-huh. Really These are all celebs, though. So she's the host, or she's no, in the she's house? No, she's one of the house members, yeah. One of the options. Julie Chen, I think, hosts it. She Correct. used to. I don't know if she still does. She still does. She still really? does. Like mm-hmm. I said, still does. Anybody Boys. watch it? Okay, so do. Omarosa, uh, yes. NBA star, Meta World Peace, the singer from Sugar Ray, Mark McGrath, yeah. the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star, Brandy Glanville, and others. Is. Real Housewives? Yeah, that's a big deal. I might watch this season. Uh, big Brother, colon, Celebrity Edition, <laughs> airs on CBS <laughs> at 8 o'clock tonight, so you get your fill of Amorosa. If you were so... watch Sexy Beast instead. No, oh, he can't find that oh, video. He, doesn't he lost it, didn't he you? Probably... Oh, you lose yeah, it? I'll I... get you another copy. Oh, my God. I think I have it somewhere. God, it's a good movie. It is a good, movie. A good movie. Did you get Conan uh, O'Brien yet? Oh, no. Yeah, what's the deal with Rather? <sighs> Rather is closer than Conan O'Brien. Hmm. Well, good for you. Why, did you actually call somebody? He did. Maybe. Uh, I think I might have heard him making <laughs> yeah, the first overtures there. But hello. 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 Hi, Mr. Rather. <laughs> you don't know me. But I know you. <laughs> Could you come in on St. Patrick's Day? Uh, former Charles in Charge actress Nicole Eggert is making it official. She filed a report today with the LAPD claiming that she was sexually abused by Scott Bayo, the star of Charles in Charge. Yeah. Bayo has vigorously denied all of that, but her lawyer says many have reached out to say they witnessed inappropriate stuff from Scott Bayo when Eggert was underage. Bayo has admitted being seduced by Eggert when she was 18. Speaking of young women uh, who are hugely popular, uh, Kylie Jenner. I know in Jack's house, she is like the celebrity of the day. Push, uh, oh, mm-hmm. According to my daughter. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know saying. who she is. And Kylie Jenner, the youngest of the Kardashian girls. Oh, never She's revealing the name of the kid she had, the, the baby she had, with rapper Travis Scott. Yes. On social media, the youngest Kardashian Jenner sibling posted a picture of the newborn and revealed the name is Stormy with an I. 
Stormy. Now, whatever his real name is, his name is not Travis Scott. His name is something else. I forget. His last name is like Wilston or Wilbur or Webster or something. Wilston. I don't know. It's something like that. It's it's a W. My favorite type of volleyball. His name is Jacques Webster. Webster. See, I know something. Wilston Webster. Yeah, Wilston. Real close. uh What's wrong with that name? No, that's fine. The kid will have Webster as as her name. Stormy Webster. Stormy Webster. That's I don't a cool know. name. It sounds like Stormy Weather to me. I don't know. Stormy Webster. Stormy. Stormy Daniels. That's fine. Oh, see, she grew up with that as a yeah. Well, oh, there's no that. one in no one in her generation will even know. That's probably right. Uh, anyway, she was very very private about this baby, but now it's all like open season. You know, she's the queen of Instagram, and everything is out there. So, kid's name is out there, and she they say she broke the internet. Oh, yeah. they say that about all the Kardashians. What are the bombings? They broke <laughs> the internet. What do you mean? What does that mean? Okay, we've had a lot of... we pay so much attention right. to bullcrap. Kardashians are, are big Ooh. stuff and, you know. Uh, look, we've had a lot of farewell tours. Uh, Billy Joel, was it Billy? No, Paul no. Simon, uh, Elton, John. Elton John, and now we add another to the Troika here. We'll make it, we'll close it up with this. Bon Jovi. Ozzy Osbourne. Oh. He's on a, a farewell tour, Ozzy. Yeah, he still tours. He is. I don't know. I don't know. Sharon. Uh, the 69-year-old heavy metal artist announced that he'll be going on his last track around the globe. The first leg of this will be here in North America, beginning in Allentown, Pennsylvania, wow. in April. I don't know if he's stopping here You're in... You're getting it off big time, aren't you, Ozzy? Allentown, <laughs> Pennsylvania. God. He, He's not retiring, Jim, but he's only he, he will only be doing gigs from now on so we can spend more time with his family. Sarah. He just became a grandfather of eight. Whoa. I know. After Jack and his wife uh, welcomed a new baby girl just this past weekend. What's he so. look like now? Oof. He'll buff it up, or does he just still I look had, like Jack? Did I have a baby? What? What'd oh, you say? Jack Osborne. Jack uh, Osborne. Ozzy. Uh, he still kind of looks similar. Like a, a little baby face. Uh, he looks kind of like James Corden. Ooh. He does? Yeah, he's Does kinda, he have a beard? Yeah, kind of chubby with a beard and fancy hair. Cute. thought he was going to join the Marine Corps or something. Uh, who has He can't cut it that? in the Marine Corps. He couldn't cut it. No. Well, you know, they take these babies and turn them into men. Mm. Yeah, man babies. Semperfy. Uh, it, Jim, Mr. Rogers is getting a, for, uh, uh, he's getting a forever stamp. Mr. Rogers? Good. Fred mm-hmm. Rogers, yeah. The U.S. Postal Service is going to dedicate a forever stamp next month. He was the longtime host of, of course, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Um, and for every program, you know, he would take off his cardigan and, and sneakers and put it in the closet and put take off his jacket and do all that. Anyway, uh, the um, I don't know what the stamp will look like. But they probably will have him in a sweater. Oh, they're very small and they're usually square. I know what stamps look like. I don't know what the Mr. Rogers. They're usually serrated on the the end Mm -hmm. so you can separate them from Uh, other stamps and they have glue on the back. uh Let me guess. He's wearing a red sweater and he's got the the king puppet on his hand. I don't know what he has. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture right now. He better. Oh, he red sweater? Sure. I wouldn't have picked red. Mm. But anyway. He looks good in red, though. He always wore red. Always. Except for when he didn't. I thought yeah. that sweater was like a camel color, like a tan I sweater. I thought it was like a mustard. He had a yeah, bunch of like different Yeah, it was like a tannish, ones. mustardy color. That was the 70s. Oh, I'm sorry. Everybody wore that Oh, color. Despacito. You still love that You know show. that song, Despacito? See. The never, lyrics are... Never heard it. Huh? Really? The lyrics, I have them on my phone. Could you sing it? Yeah. Despacito. Um, anyway, it turns out that the lyrics... A, I, I just read the lyrics in English. They are very, 
very racy provocative yeah yeah yes talking about getting up in it and all that i mean it's like whoa nelly it turns out despacito is breaking a new record on spotify uh this song i guess the one featuring justin bieber became the first spanish language song to notch one billion streams on, on spotify uh anyway just thought i would mention that is the biggest deal Ever breaking all manner of records and Noise. stuff. Yeah, it is kind One of. One hit wonder. Oh, I don't mm, know. Justin uh, Bieber? Oh, no, he's out of that one now. It's Luis Fonzi and yes. Daddy Yankee. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. They're big deals. I think they, they are, are big deals uh, in the Latin community. See, mommy. They have a second hit. See, poppy. Uh, Daddy Yankee, Macarena otherwise known as Daddy Yankee, Yankee. had uh, Gasolina way back in the day. That Gasolina? was a huge hit. Yeah. Mm. Is that also prov- uh, provocative? Oh yeah. Oh, very. Well, see, then I don't know. You, I, I have the boy provocativo. I, I, you should see the lyrics on this thing. My husband told me, "Oh, you know what you're singing." I'm like, uh, "No," but he said, "You should look and see what you're saying before you." Sing. And I'm like, "Oh my word!" I was like, look out. Yeah, a little yeah. sexy time stuff. It's huh, like rrr. start singing that to him, see what happens. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's it. That's a it doesn't start work with that women. Big green egg. Start punching. <laughs> I don't know. It's very very provocative. That's what I understand. I mean, I read it. It's true. It is true. Oh, is oh you it? read it on the internet. No, no. I, I I Googled, what are the lyrics to Despacito? And I got them, and they're it's very racy, I'm telling you. You know, you don't have to believe me, but I'll, I'll read them to you, and it's very provocative. I don't believe you. No. Beyonce is well, now... No, but, you know, Mo, I mean, certain things I are think very it's provocative. Ra- you go, what? No, 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 no. Everybody thinks this, yeah, not what? just... It says, I want to eat a cheeseburger while looking in your eyes. That's provocative. not true. No. Who wrote it? Donald Trump? Oh. <laughs> Here. Despacito, English translation, reveals these less than innocent lyrics is the headline. Yeah, well, give me a couple. Okay. Uh, You have to sing it. uh, 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 uh. Please don't. Mm -mm. No. Um, He's talking about, we can't do this in a rush. I want to breathe in your neck slowly. Let me murmur things in your ear. Yeah, what's wrong with that? So that you remember if you're not with me, I want to undress you and kisses slowly. That's That's romantic. Wait, okay. Firmly in the walls of your labyrinth. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right, what? You know what I mean? It's like okay. That's a metaphor. Okay. Thank you, Mo. Those are all the drops of you I need for the year. <laughs> it's no Ginsburg. Mm, all right. Forget points. I, I didn't realize until a uh, foggy day. No, it's not yeah. no a foggy day in London. Sorry, it's, I'm just saying. I was singing that last night. Oh my! It's a good song. <laughs> all right. Fine. I tried on my tux today. Oh, how bad? Did you? I am. Um, Come on. I am pushing I'm... that thing to its limits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can you get it zipped? Almost. Yeah, yeah Almost. I can. Uh, and uh, because I will be introducing... Uh, just move the buttons. On Monday night, Michael Andrew will be at the Plaza Theater. They have Spanx for men. Uh, I'm not wearing Spanx. You should Thank totally you. wear Spanx. Then you will look like a million dollars and it'll zip. I am not wearing Spanx. Spanx mm-hmm. where? Around, how, how far do they go up? He's got to control his... Yeah, you know, got yeah, mm-hmm. they're like There's high. Muffin top. Correct. Yeah, they go up. What's underneath your boobs? Pretty much. There's some that do. Yeah, the men's don't do that. No, don't do I am that. not doing that. No real man does no. that. No. Okay, so then you won't be able to button them, and you'll have to use you know duct no, tape I'll or just something. Put a belt and and yeah, some safety pins. <laughs> you <laughs> use rubber bands. Yeah, That's yeah. Tacky. I got a bungee cord. You run it through the mm-hmm. the loop uh, where the button usually goes, and then you run it around the button, and yeah. you can get another inch and a half. I'd, ra- I'd rather do that than wear Spanx. They have Spanx for men. They're not women's Spanx. I don't Spanx. care what you call them. I'm not wearing no girdle. 
That would help you zip it, right? Anyway, I will be introducing. I will be introducing the band on Monday night at the Plaza Theater. Oh, I'll be there to see you. I'm sorry, Jim. I got to leave a little early on Monday. If that's okay. What? I got to introduce the band on stage. Happy, happy birthday! I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch. I'm going to leave early too. Yeah, we'll all leave early. We're going. You guys will be on time. Uh huh. Happy, happy birthday today to Garth Brooks. Maybe he'll be on stage too with Spanx. Uh, fifty-one. Oh, please. Uh, 53. No, Damn really? It. I thought he's older. Happy, happy birthday! I really think he's older. You won't. I won't you're right, I won't, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm addicted. 52. Pinkman, 56. Yeah. Son of a bitch! Uh, uh, I knew it. Ashton Kutcher. Mm. Oh, I loved him in that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 37. No, Higher. Jim. No, he's uh, at least 45. No, he's somewhere in between. 40. On the dot, Jackie. Uh, oh, I got it. Kapoya, kapoya. I knew it. And James Spader. Ooh. Ooh. Um, you two, know days James in, Spader. two days yeah, in the valley. Is. I don't know what that means. It's a movie. Okay. Uh, James Spader. Spader and what else? On TV. Doing What's that? What? T- yeah, that, not Moonlight, but. The Blacklist. Hell was it? Mr. Blacklist. Robot. That's it. Blacklist. Yeah. Blacklist. 52. He's older. James Spade, James yeah. Spader that was in that movie with uh, yes. Robert Downey Jr.? Yes. Less than zero? Yes, and okay. tough turf. Fred Easton and Alice points. Yeah. Now he's 60. Yeah. Uh, ooh, what'd you double say, nickel. Jack? I said 52. Go with 55. Okay, double nickel, 55. It's wrong. What'd you say? 60. You get a 58. Oh, Stupid James 58, Spader. and that's the Lottie Da. Just call me Moira. Good job. Thank you very much, Mo. We'll take a little break when we come back. Well, we're going to open up the lines. Uh, you may be selected to play against Pinkman in that bonus round of closest to the pin. If you win, you will receive that You Matter business card that guarantees you good fortune for the rest of your life. Next on Real Radio 104.1. Your chance to win a trip for two to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards is just a few minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From the And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Marcus is on the line. He'll play against Pinkman in this bonus round of Closest to the pin if Marcus wins, he will receive a You Matter business card. That guarantees him a good fortune for the rest of his life. Marcus should know if he loses, however, bad luck for 24 hours. Mr. Pinkman, head to the soundproof booth. We'll bring you back in a couple of minutes to set your handicap. Marcus, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Jim? I'm doing very well, thank you. You know the way the game is played. Ten questions, all connected in some form or fashion. Just answer to the best of your ability and speak right into that phone so we can hear your answers loud and clear. All right, here we go. A countdown, keep score for Marcus. Here we go in three, two, one, begin. Marcus, President Trump wants a military parade in miles. What's the length of Pennsylvania Avenue from the White House to the Capitol? Four. What's the population of Pennsylvania? 15 million. Pennsylvania is named for William Penn, who died in what year? 1960. Sean Penn starred in an awful movie called Shanghai Express that was released in what year? 84. How old is actor Sean Connery? 
80. Sean Connery was born in Scotland. What's the population of Scotland? 150 million. Actor Forrest Whitaker starred in the movie The Last King of Scotland in minutes. How long is that movie? 200. The Last King of Great Britain died in what year? 1900. King Creole was a movie starring Elvis Presley that came out in what year? 1962. Get it within 25. You went outright. If Elvis Presley was a crow in Colorado Springs, Colorado, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Iliff, Colorado? 35. Time. All right. There you go. There's Marcus. Bring Pinkman in. We'll set his handicap. Despacito. All right. Enough of that, please. It's stuck in your head. It is a very uh, yeah, toe-tapper. Well, just keep it stuck in your head. Uh, Hello there, uh, Mr. Pinkman. How are you? <laughs> Pinkman, we uh, normally, of course, you know we set your handicap at 15, but we allow you to roll the dice, whatever that number is. We will take off 15. That will be your handicap for today. So if you'll pick up the dice and roll it, please. There we go. Uh-oh. Seven. All right. Okay. Thank you. There's no other way to do it. I have ten questions for you. Are you ready? Yes. Countdown. In three, two, one, begin. Pinkman, President Trump wants a military parade in miles. What's the length of Pennsylvania Avenue from the White House to the Capitol? Uh, four miles. What's the population of Pennsylvania? Three million. Pennsylvania is named for William Penn, who died in what year? Uh, 1792. Sean Penn starred in an awful movie called Shanghai Express that was released in what year? Uh, 1997. How old is actor Sean Connery? 81. Sean Connery was born in Scotland. What's the population of Scotland? Uh, two million. Actor Forrest Whitaker starred in the movie The Last King of Scotland in minutes. How long is that movie? Uh, 136. The Last King of Great Britain died in what year? 1878. King Creole was a movie starring Elvis Presley that came out in what year? 1957. Get it within 25. You went outright. If Elvis Presley was a crow in Colorado Springs, Colorado, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Isle of Colorado? Uh, 62. Time? Oh, oh boy. boy. Yeah, score the game. <laughs> uh, the length of Pennsylvania Avenue from the White House to the Capitol, Marcus said. Four, and Pinky said four also. It's 1.2. Okay, they both it. get a point. It doesn't matter. What's You're the good. population of Pennsylvania, Marcus said? 50 million. Pinkman? 3 million. 12.8 million. That's Pinkman. Pennsylvania name for William Penn. He died in what year? Marcus said? 19... Marcus went off the rails. Yeah, a little bit here. He said 1960. And Pinkman? 1792. 1718. Oh, okay. oh so Sean Penn was in that movie, that awful movie, Shanghai Express, I think, with Madonna. It that was, was released in what year? pretty good. Mm. Marcus said... 84. And Pinkman. 97. 86. Oh, oh, so Marcus gets another. How old is actor Sean Connery? Marcus said... 80. Pinkman. 81. He's 87. Yes. 87 years old. Who knew? Sean Connery was born in Scotland. What's the population of Scotland? Marcus said... 150 million. Pinkman. 2 million. 5.4 million. Pinkman. Oh, yeah. He's Forrest up Whitaker in the movie The Last King of Scotland in minutes. How long is that movie, Marcus said? 200 minutes. Pinkman. 136. 123. That's Pinkman. The last king of Great Britain died in what year, Marcus said? 1900. And Pinkman? 1878. 1952. Mm-hmm. That's when Elizabeth became queen. Oh, yeah. fake Duh. news. Oh, I see. Didn't you see any of these movies, like Darkest Hour? <laughs> All right. No, I don't The King's Speech. Pass. Oh, I like that one. 
King Don Creole Kirk. was a, yeah. Yeah, her father was the one in the King's Speech. Yeah. King Creole was a movie starring Elvis Presley that came out on what year? Marcus said. 62. Pinkman. 57. 1958. Oh, oh, right Marcus, you have one shot and one shot only. Go here, for buddy. it. Good luck, Marcus. Get it within 25, you went outright. <laughs> Elvis Presley was a crow in Colorado Springs, Colorado. He would have to fly how many miles to reach Isle of Colorado? Come on, Marcus. Near the Kansas-Nebraska border. Okay. Marcus said. 35. Pinkman said. 62. No, Elvis would have to flap his arms and fly a total of 209 oh. miles. Oh, well, Pinkman wins the game oh, and yeah. wins handily. Actually. Marcus, you're a loser. Oh. Bad luck for you for 24 <laughs> hours. That's cold. Thanks for playing that bonus round of Closest to the Pin. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. I don't think Marcus tried as hard as he could have. He lost it on the second one and went downhill from there. When he said fifty million for Pennsylvania, or something, it was like somebody just faint. Yes, what was that noise? I want. What happened? What happened? Pinkman took the dice and he has them uh, one balance on the point. Yeah, on the other die. Cool. I tried to knock it over. Oh. So uh, let me bring you up to date at uh, late last year and then the beginning of this year when we came back from a vacation. I said that I wanted to spend some time talking about the opioid crisis in Central Florida. My desire was to take uh, the first half hour of every Wednesday. That's it. Just devote 30 minutes, the opening 30 minutes of every Wednesday program. And we would... Uh, talk to uh, different individuals uh, that are somehow connected or involved uh, when it comes to the opioid uh, crisis here in uh, Central Florida. Mo met with some people today. Uh, probably what we're looking at is we're going to try to get somebody on the air who's a recovering addict, but I want a recovering addict from heroin. I understand. Not, uh, not pills. The closing of the pill mills led to the heroin crisis that we have that all across the nation, really. Um if you recall on this program, Scott Maxwell and following some others, we were pointing out well before law enforcement took a crack at closing down the pill mills, we said we've got a problem with this. And then when they closed down the pill mills, it was some of us in the media said, you're going to have a problem with this because people are, are addicted to these things. And if they can't get their hands on these pills, Oxycontin and, uh, and others, they're going to turn to something else, which they did. Heroin made its appearance, then fentanyl. Uh, along with uh, heroin, and um, there are there's research to suggest that well over 100 Americans a day are di- dying dying from d- drug overdoses. That doesn't count the number of drug overdoses. We're trying to get a handle on that in Central Florida, mm-hmm. and uh, just going to dive into it. Uh, maybe the first thing we can do, and if there's anybody out there that has some ideas, some suggestions, uh, you know, some avenues that you think we could approach uh just email those to to me, to mo and we'll uh, we'll take it from there i just would like to find out you know whether someone did it on a you know became addicted because you know they're just a general drug abuser or because they were on pills and it led to heroin and you know maybe have been up and down with this a couple of times to just give us an idea How'd you get involved? What was the recovery like? What kind of help are you getting? What kind of help are you not getting? On and on and on it goes. Oh, tell me about the experience of of um, heroin. Mm-hmm. What does it feel like? Uh, how many overdoses have you had? That kind of thing. We're just trying to get a handle on what's happening here in Central Florida. We'll take it from there.
Emailing Moira is M-O-I-R-A, Moira, at realradio.fm. I didn't want to start off with politicians. Politicians always have an agenda. Politicians, been my experience over these many years. I always want to take a negative and spin it into a positive because they're looking to win votes and that kind of stuff. So I tend to want to shy away from that for a while until we get a real handle on what's happening. Then you can get the politicians in here, and they can spin it one way or the other, and we say, no. Right. We don't think so. Or here's what we hear. So we'll uh, we'll take it from there. It might be a couple to three weeks before we have that first Wednesday program. And we'll have somebody on the air. We'll just get this thing underway. I, I, I tend to believe, even though I don't read about it, I don't watch local news very much. Mm-hmm. I do read the paper. I'm not seeing a lot in the paper about we're making great strides or we have a terrible problem. It's really... Not very much at all being reported about this, but I have the general suspicion or the sinking feeling. As a matter of fact, I did watch a little bit of the news last night. I think it was the police chief in Cocoa Beach or Coco who mm. was saying the problem is worse than ever. Uh-oh. And I think he said, correct me if I'm wrong, somebody, but I think he said they've had eight drug deaths already from heroin in Cocoa or Cocoa Beach since the beginning of the year. Oof. We could track that down. I just have this feeling that the problem still exists and it may be even larger than it was uh, this time last year. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Our wall is waiting for all your insights. Not fit for radio broadcast. Facebook slash Real Radio Orlando. Brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting seacoastbank.com. Better by all accounts since 1926. Member F. Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound. The thrill of victory. I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. And the agony of defeat. Chicken Tetrazzini. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. I'll be late on the program to talk about Willis McCall. In the meantime, let's hear what's in Jack's audio file. Uh, Jim, we heard, we actually broadcast live yesterday the thrilling launch of the, uh, the rocket from Cape Canaveral, the Falcon Heavy, sending a Tesla on its way. Well, we thought it was on its way to Mars now. Apparently, it's on its way to Uranus. No, no, not that far. Oh, Uranus, my bad. (laughs) Um, anyway, which is just amazing footage. You could actually watch this car with a, a, you know, a mannequin in it and a spacesuit floating and the earth in the background. And it's just it's going the wrong way. It's floating. <laughs> it went, it went, cat- it went. Well, like I mean, it's cool. The car and the, and the dummy, but it, you know, it's like, Hey, you overshot it. Well, they yeah. didn't do that back in the days of slide rules. No, well, actually they did. They had plenty of mistakes and plenty of rockets that didn't take off and plenty of that's rockets true. that exploded. Uh-huh. And that's the point of the, the doing the engine test uh, a couple of weeks ago right. and then the actual launch with a car and not with people in it. That's true. Uh, just in case yeah, something true. went wrong. Um, Miscalculation. So, well, here is Elon Musk talking about the uh, yesterday's launch. <laughs> I guess to me, like crazy things can come true. Um, like, cause I, uh, he'd said like, I didn't really think this would work. <laughs> I didn't really think. He thought it was going to blow up. <laughs> he didn't think this that would work. That was a big ass rocket, man. It that is. was a big, big, big yeah. rocket. Yep. But, uh, so, you know, one of the unique things about this, I mean, we've launched rockets in the sixties and 
put men on the moon. So, I mean, the Saturn series was uh, a larger rocket. However, this one, these rockets came back and landed on Earth. At least two-thirds of them did. <laughs> on the one that was supposed to la- land on the I Still Love You barge. I think it was offended, so it just went off. Well, actually, uh, two, I believe two of three of the engines did not fire for landing, and so it hit way too hard. 300 uh, yeah, miles an here, hour. Yeah, here he is talking about the, the loss of that. Apparently it hit the water at 300 miles an hour um, and uh, took out two of the engines on the drone ship. So if we forgot the footage, like that sounds like some pretty fun footage. Um, so if, <laughs> if the cameras didn't get blown up as well, then we'll we'll put that out. This is God's way of saying you got too much money. I mean, he's laughing. Oh, yeah, the stage came in and blew up. And, well, you know, it's cool video I, though. I Hold on a minute. Yeah, billion dollars, man. Whatever. If you get into an endeavor like this, you have to be willing to accept losses that are just going to explode in front of your eyes. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, he's had he's had it, but it's the only way. You know, you got to work through these things. No, I'm not denying that. I'm yeah. saying there's a big difference between well, your private money and taxpayer money. True. You know, I said, hey, you know, well, you know, we got some funds, some grants from the federal government. We used some, you know, some tax money to put this thing together, but it's coming out of his pocket. Yeah, it is. But he, uh, you know, it's that attitude that, you know, makes winners. It's how you handle failure and, and defeats like that. You make, you learn something from it, you move on. And if he's got the right, you know, he's got the coin to be able to do it. Yeah, he's got the coin. Ooh. He's going to build a missile. He's going to Mars. He's the only one. He's got the plan. I can see it. He wants the to be name, buried there. With a name like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Straight mm-hmm. up in a Bond movie. <laughs> Elon um, Musk. Well, Jim, that was yesterday. Yeah. On Sunday, you were you watched the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Did you watch the whole thing? Till the end? Most of it, yeah. Mm. Okay. Not uh, all of it. So you saw Rob Gronkowski? I did. Big man. Big, big tight end for New England. Yeah, I know he is. One of their star players. Yeah. That, you know, second most famous guy on the team. Big man. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you're not the only one to see him. Everyone knew where he was. Can't miss him. He was in Minnesota. That means he was not at his home. That means thieves could break right. into his home oh, and rob him, which they did. And so when he got home, he realized, hey, my house has been burglarized. And so he called the police. But he called 911 which I thought was odd, instead of just calling the police. But uh, here he is making that call. 911 lines recorded. Where is your emergency? Hello. This this is an emergency. This is just uh, this is Rob Markowski calling. And uh, while I was gone, my whole house got robbed uh, while on the Super Bowl trip. And I just got back. <laughs> he's casual about it, at least. Yeah, he's doing the name. I, I need to let you know who I am. He's so, humble bragging. Though. Yeah, yeah, and that, it's right. definitely a humble brag. How many goes did they get? What did Don't they know, get? I just I'm know they said plural. Then I heard on the monsters they had a sex tape. Uh, what? <laughs> no, they were saying yeah, on sex the tape's monsters. not going to kill anybody. True. True. You'll do a better job securing your weapons, whoever you Jim, are. Jim, they took a safe. You figure really? you put your guns in your safe, you're, you're set, but they took the safe, oh, too. Oh, I got the idea that they just made off with guns. They oh, took no, no. the safe. They took a safe. They'll well, figure out safe. how to get into it. In the, you what, know, do they have they can... a forklift? Not sure. Well, I don't know the size of the safe, but he had roommates. Now, I heard they didn't breach his bedroom door, because that and that was locked. Mm. But if they made it in the house, it seems like an inside job. Like, they had to know. You know what I'm saying? Maybe his roommates pranked him. 
like they crack the door open and put a cup of water over there so when he arrives <laughs> home, he opens it up and it falls yeah. in. That's, that's a, a prank. That's a good one. That's standard. Uh, that's standard dormitory stuff. I'm writing that down. Yeah, okay. Well, the the Gronk robbery did not get the uh, get past the, the likes of uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Here he is talking about Gronk having his house burglarized, losing his stuff. Oh, my God. While Rob Gronkowski was on the field, someone broke into his house and robbed it. They literally robbed Gronkowski, while, which is terrible, but it's kind of smart. They knew he wasn't home because he was playing. They were probably watching him on the TV. They were stealing. And that's not fair. They should be charged. Not only they should be charged with burglary and unsportsmanlike conduct for that. <laughs> and may God help them if Gronk ever finds them because they took everything. They took his safe. They took his gun. They took his book. His book. <laughs> Just singular. Oh, he had a book. A book. And they took it. Uh, so anyway, uh, Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> now uh, you know. <laughs> Get new locks on the door, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) All right, slow news day. Let's give you some audio from some music audio. Jim, you're familiar with Adele? Oh, sure. Familiar with Sam Smith? I know the name. Songwriter, singer, songwriter, yeah. Yeah, singer. uh, Very popular. Mm -hmm. But uh, someone noticed. He's not the one with the hat, is he? Who's the one with the hat? He occasionally wears a hat. No, I mean the one that had that, that hat. What the, what uh, hat? You know the hat looked like a it was like a a, a uh, kind of a beaten up uh, Yogi Bear hat. Pinkman oh, Pharrell research. Yeah, it's Pharrell. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that hat. Yeah. Oh no, very that's close him. to Sam Smith, but totally I just said hat. Everybody's yeah. like, "What's he? What is he talking about?" Well, all right. Pharrell point. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyway, nothing to do with Pharrell, but let's take Adele. Slow it down. Okay. They say you could actually. It sounds like Sam Smith. So here's Adele. Okay, slow it down. People have too much time in their hands. Speed it up. It does sound like it. Slow it down. Pretty good, right? It is good. It I think she weird. can make a living even slow down. Totally, yes. <laughs> That's your audio file. She's quite That's a it? That's all you have? I got, I got more music. You want another music? No, I don't want any more music. Okay, oh. I only got another music one. It was a slow news day. Oh, I'll give you this one. I'll give you this one. Um, this, there was an invention today. Invention? Tell me, uh, this day in 1894. Oh, I see. 1894. There, it's something was invented. Yeah. Do we and still it, use it today? It is used today. In the kitchen? It's something you hear on this program the several microphone. times a day. Mm-mm. No. It's a musical instrument, and it's named Who after its inventor. Who were you working for in, 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 the, in that year, Mo? I don't remember. What? Well, let's go in the Wayback Machine. This is, <laughs> okay. this is Moira's. This is music from when Moira was a kid. Wait, All right, let me get this. Hey, now. Okay, Moira, think back to your childhood. Think back to 1894, Mo. Kaleidoscope? No, it was a musical <laughs> instrument. <laughs> Phonograph. Named after its inventor. Oh, Mr. Phono. Kale- Dr. Phono. <laughs> in 1894. Liriope. Uh, I don't know what it is. In the Belgian city of Dinant, in a modest house built on a street that would later bear his name, Adolf Sachs was born. 
28 years later, while living in Paris, Sax would invent the saxophone and revolutionize music in ways he couldn't imagine. Interesting. On February 7th, 1894, Adolf died peacefully in Paris. The saxophone had already crossed the Atlantic, primed to evolve into an icon of American jazz music and guaranteeing Sax his immortality. It was named after it was a guy's name, Sax. The saxophone. The saxophone. And he died in 1894. I didn't mean to say he, uh, it was invented in 1894. He died in 1894, but his name was Adolf Sax, and that's how you have the saxophone. Now we learned something, and that makes this audio file worth its weight in gold. The uh, Attorney General, <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know whether it's okay. um, Jeff Sessions or whether it's the Alabama Attorney General. He's suing the pharmaceutical company that makes and markets OxyContin. Uh, they have, uh, according to them, a lot of evidence that the way that the manufacturer marketed the uh, to doctors caused, in large large part, the opioid crisis. Because the and I've read this story before that uh, whoever manufactured it, they made billions and billions of dollars. Essentially, uh, marketed this to doctors and said this has no uh, addictive quality uh, whatsoever because oh. it's time release. Mm-hmm. And uh, the attorney general cited that 80% of addictions come from people having a prescription for a legitimate medical yeah. condition. And doctors were not told it was addictive. Anyway. It is the Alabama attorney general. And the company is something like, I want to say Pilgrim or it's it's got a name that. New York, so had a big, but... New York had a big expose about this company uh, a couple of months ago, and essentially was, and they knew it was addictive. They knew it from the, they knew it from the get go, yeah. uh, but they sold doctors the song and dance. Well, you got to realize though, it's uh, it's time release, therefore it slowly moves into the system, and there will not be any addictive qualities whatsoever. Anyway, we'll go from there. One triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Remind me, Willis McCall. When we come back, it's the Phillips File on Real Radio one hundred four point one. Check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A Girl Scout is having some trouble with her troop after she sold three hundred boxes in front of a weed dispensary. What the hell is the problem? That's just smart business. Ma a a a a on. Next, a dog started a fire after stealing pancakes off the stove. Great. Now the family has nowhere to live and no pancakes for breakfast. Finally, a couple with 13 boys is expecting a 14th baby that they hope is a girl. I'd say the odds aren't looking great for them right now but hey, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Headlines were brought to you by Filatowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. And transmission. Clapton, Eric Clapton with cream, or Eric Clapton with Disraeli gears, or Clapton, what was it? Back door slam, outside woman blues. I mentioned uh, Willis McCall, now probably most people say, who? Uh, This is a story out of the paper, now it's not Willis McCall, but Douglas McCall. The uh, son of uh, former Lake County Sheriff Willis McCall now faces dozens of child pornography charges 
in addition to allegations that he molested an elementary school-aged girl. Uh, The Lake County Sheriff's Department, I believe it is, announced it was seeking 75 new charges of possession of materials depicting, well, anyway, child pornography. Now, Douglas McCall is 64 years old. He's the son of Willis McCall. He said, well, okay, who's Willis McCall? Uh, There's a great book out there. As a matter of fact, it was the Pulitzer Prize winner in 2013 for nonfiction. And the, and the title of the book is called Devil in the Grove. And it's about then Lake County Sheriff Willis McCall, up and, who was sheriff of Lake County, I think, up until 1972. He was a, he was, he was a racist and he was a murderer. Ooh. And Devil in the Grove is the story of how four young black men uh, just west of Orlando, Groveland, Mineola, that area, were falsely accused of raping a white woman. And uh, and what Willis McCall, then the sheriff of Lake County, and the Lake County Sheriff's Department, uh, did, to these, uh, did, did to these young men, including quite possibly murdering one, if not two of them, in cold blood. This is the story, if you know Thurgood Marshall, the Supreme Court Justice, he was one of the attorneys a black attorney who came to Orlando and, and went to Groveland and Mineola to to help defend these guys. And at one time was actually chased, along with some other defense attorneys, by car from Groveland back to Orlando. Essentially, Klansmen chasing them back on Highway 50. It's an amazing story, but Willis McCall... If anybody, I mean, I would imagine there's still people in Lake County. If you mention Sheriff Willis McCall, it it will send a shiver down their spine. He was a notorious uh, racist, a member of the Klan, and a murderer. And now his his son is behind bars on dozens of charges of possessing child uh, pornography and child molestation, by the way. Just thought I'd throw that in there. But anyway, the uh, look that up, Pinkman, right now. Devil in the Grove. See what it says. Do a Wikipedia search. Do a better job of explaining this than than I do. Um, Devil in the Grove. Uh, it does say in the Sentinel article that Willis McCaw's thirty-year reign ended after he was charged with kicking a black prisoner to death. Correct. Yeesh. But um, yeah, can you imagine. Not all that long ago is our history, right? I mean, that's how long ago. That's amazing. Then I was talking at the beginning of the program. If you are in Manhattan, think about this now. Really, if you're in Manhattan, and for every step it was a million years, and you walked all the way to the Pacific Coast, what percentage of the planet's history would be covered? Every step is a million years. You're walking from Manhattan to the Pacific Coast. Every step you take constitutes... One million years in the history of the planet, you would have covered 10% of the planet's history. So then when you think about human beings, right? Yeah. And our presence on the planet, that's just a a wiggle of the toe. Tiny little blip. Yeah. Wiggle of the toe. Then you take, let's say, 300 to 400 years where human beings began the process of despoiling the planet. By the by, burning fossil fuels and doing other things to the planet. Some say we're now in the throes of a sixth mass extinction and one that we're responsible for. That's not even a bat of an eyelash. Right. 
in the grand scheme of the life of the planet. Time flies while you're having fun. Oof. Just thought I'd throw that in there. That's a lot. Uh, Think about it. Don't worry about it. We're human beings. We'll solve all this kind of stuff. I think it was Carlin who always made the, the, you know, the, the planet will be fine. Planet will shake us off like a bad case of the fleas. The planet will recover. The question is whether we will. Along with the cockroaches and the alligators. One triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Yeah, Jack. Not to question your math, but the people on Real Mobile will definitely question your math because last time you mentioned that, is it? Are you sure it's a million miles a step? Because they were kind of sending in the distance from New York to the coast. And we're talking about the Pacific Coast, right? Right. And then dividing that by what a step would be. I don't know. Oh, you put it out there. Some nerd with a calculator and a pocket square is going to let you know about it. Yeah, well, that's fine. (laughs) You know, it's people who listen to this program. You can't trust them. (laughs) 1-888-978-1041. What else is happening that we should be paying attention to? An evangelical minister, Jim, who advised President Trump's campaign, has sparked an uproar today by suggesting that Christian people... The Christian faith makes people immune from the flu. Uh, okay. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, she's a Texas minister, Gloria Copeland, out of... Uh, I, I, they, oh, she's they, Kenneth Copeland's uh, daughter or wife. I, I oh, so he's in that job, too. He's, he's was, one of these thieves that gets on TV. You ever see where he lives? No. Nope. He's the one who said God wanted him, if it's if he, if she's related yeah. to Kenneth Copeland... It is her husband. That God... We can find it on YouTube. Look for it on YouTube. I swear it's there. I swear to God it's there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I get it. Uh, Kenneth Copeland explained once, I don't know, I think on his, his, uh, his program, oh, uh-huh. that God wanted him to fly on a personal jet because he didn't want Kenneth Copeland... To encounter any demons oh. that might be on a commercial airline flight. Oh boy, demons! Demons! All right, demonic well, spirits. This Gloria Copeland, the the wife uh, who sat on also sat on Trump's evangelical campaign executive advisory board, she first of all denied the country's in the midst of a severe flu outbreak, and then said, "Because Jesus Himself is our flu shot, He redeemed us from the <laughs> curse of the flu." I, I don't know. Well, public health experts have gone... The curse of the flu. Yep. If you believe in Jesus, you don't get the flu, because Jesus well, takes... I didn't know all... that the flu was a curse. It is. Yep. It is? The curse of the flu. Mm-hmm. She said, we don't receive it. We Christians... Oh, like a gypsy don't... woman or somebody give you the, the, you know, the, the thing off the chin? I'm Jesus give... carries hey, all that yeah, for you. I'm going to give you hives. She I'm going to give you the flu, and your, you know, your, your son's going to be born with a club foot. Mm -mm. She says Jesus carries all the sickness stuff and he takes care of all of that. So public health experts have gone crazy today panning these remarks. These people are Uh, insane. Oh, my goodness. Try to track down that video. I swear it's out there somewhere. Kenneth Copeland is saying. No, he says, God wants me to fly in my own private jet Mm. because he, 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 he tells me there's a very good chance if I fly commercial yeah. that I might be surrounded by demonic spirits oh, that could overtake, you know, the, my ministry. Some some bull crap like that. You know, these people. And then, uh, you know, if you can do any research on Ken, Ken Copeland, look at the house that he lives in. Is it a mansion? Yeah, this is, uh, this is a guy that's in the business of separating uh, money from people's wallet. Oh, yeah, it's huge. I think he has, a, I, I swear, I think he has his own pl- uh, private airstrip. 
Next to his Probably. house. In Texas, I believe it is. His own private airstrip next to his house where he can put his private jet. And this is not one of those little, you know, le- yes, yes, little, yes. You know six-seater. Big, yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well. Praise Jesus. It's the curse of the flu. Mm-hmm. Amen. I'll tell you, but lay hands on you. However, we've washed them with Purell first because you don't want the curse of the flu to rest upon your soul. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Speak to me now, Jesus. Here's uh, Kenneth Copeland uh, along with uh, Jesse Duplantis uh, defending their private jets. Here we go. This, this is so important. And those of you that are that are just now coming into these things, um, in, in the first place, Jesse and 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 I and and others, Keith Moore and Creflo and all of us, they, the world is in such a shape we can't get there without this. That's right. We've got to have this. We would have the mess that the airlines are in today. I would have to stop. I'm being very conservative. At least seventy-five to eighty, more like ninety percent of what we're doing, because you can't get there and from here. It's impossible. So we we ha- and and this was such a good illustration. I just mm-hmm. the, the Lord impressed me. That's why we're on that airplane. We can talk to oh, God. Lord we God. can. We, it's, we, it, it's when I was flying for Oral Roberts, the uh, brother Deweese, my my mm-hmm. boss on the airplane. He said, "Now, Kenneth, this is sanctuary." It protects the anointing on, on uh, uh, Brother Roberts. And he said, you keep your mouth shut. Don't talk to him unless he talks. Because when he's on a meeting, he doesn't talk to anybody but God. Now, Oral used to fly airlines. Right. But it, even back mm-hmm. there then, man, mm-hmm. it, it got to the place where it was agitating his spirit. Sure. People coming up to him. He right. had become famous, and they wanted him to pray for him and right. all that. You, you God can't, forbid. You, you can't manage that today. Right. The, this dope-filled world. Right. And get in an air, get in a long tube with a bunch of demons. Right. That's exactly the <laughs> And it, it's deadly. And, and it works on you hard. It really does. I mean, ever so, heard of that? Uh, anyway, the, the biggest Jeepers. bunch of bull crap you have ever heard, certainly today. Mm. These are these, these are these goofballs. I mean, you... What are you calling a I'm, demon? I'm fascinated by it to a certain degree because I'm fascinated by people. They're such suckers. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, their their lives must, you know, God bless them, must be hurting so much, you know, that they that they 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 must be able to rationalize somewhere along the line, or you know, throw any ability to engage in critical analysis to the side. It doesn't have anything to do with faith. This has this has to do with somebody who says, "I want your money." You got to give me your money because I need to buy this gigantic house. I need to have an airstrip. I need to have a private jet. I need, but I can't fly commercially because I'd be around a demonic spirits. Oh and people actually buy into these 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 poor souls buy into this kind of stuff. And you just want to take them by the shoulders and shake them and say, "Snap out of it!" You know, just mm-hmm. snap out of it. Exactly. <laughs> ah, just snap out of oh, it. For- these people don't have your interests at heart. These people nope. are trying. These people are stealing your money. As far as I'm concerned, they are. They they are. They are thieves that hide behind organized religion. They're all over the damn place. We got them here in Central Florida as well, I including connect- one who's a quote spiritual advisor to our current commander in chief. We won't throw any names out there. 
But there's uh, one out there. They're in the business. They're in the business of all the time with this religious gobbledygook of theirs yeah. to say, well, you got to tithe and you got to, you got to, you know, you got to help with this ministry. And the only way that we can do God's work is for you to help with this ministry, mm. which means, brothers and sisters, you need, you know, the spiel. You know the spiel. This is not your pastor, you know, on Sunday say, hey, you know, we got a mortgage payment coming up on the sanctuary. And, you know, if you can throw in a couple extra bucks, we'd really appreciate that. Blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, we're helping out with the soup kitchen down the street and we'd like a couple of contributions and maybe a little bit of your time to help out. These are people who say, man, you got to help me out with my more. You got to pay for my mansion and my jet because I'm doing God's work. You want me to do God's work, don't you? It's like, when did you stop beating your wife? You want me to do God's work. And if you want me to do God's work, you'll tithe. It was Paula White out oh, here in the West Orange County who recently, said, <laughs> you get, who, who recently said yeah. and suggested, yeah, you ought to, you ought to give a month, a month of your salary. A month of your salary. Just January. She's leaving. It's she's the first leaving of the high crop. on the hog. Mm. Yeah, first. She's January. leaving. Yeah, she's living high on the hog. Yeah. She's living, living, uh, living high on the hog. And you're, you know, you're just trying to put uh, you know, a little bit of food on the. T- I, it burns me up. These oh, people. Sorry. I Extend don't understand it. All right. I mean, I understand it. But uh, the problem is we don't call these people out it's like we should. Taking advantage of people's good nature. Of course yeah. it is. Or their, their or their fear. pain or their sorrow yeah. or they are they're, they're afraid and you know and they have no direction or maybe they have no one else in their life they're looking for somebody some some kind of mother or father figure or whatever say so, well sure I'll be your mother or father figure but first you got to put fifty bucks in the plate it's the Phillips file on Real Radio one hundred four point one. Your chance to win a trip for two to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards is just a few minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. Phillips well, Smile for this uh, Wednesday. We'll talk to Scott Maxwell later in the program. We're going to round the closest to the pin about 15 or 20 minutes away. Take a couple of phone calls. Here is Joseph on Real Radio. Go ahead, Joseph. Hey, Phil. How are you? I'm fine. How hey. are you? I'm good. I wanted to comment on the, um, the lady about the flu shots and uh, Jesus being your only shot. Jesus is your protector. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I'm a Christian, and I want to know on my behalf, and the behalf of most Christians with common sense, I apologize for this woman. <laughs> to your <laughs> oh, you don't have to do that. Uh, it's, people like that make the rest of us look bad. Uh, you're absolutely correct. Mm, kind of true. Uh, your belief in Jesus, your faith in Jesus is not going to protect you against the flu. It will do it you, you protect you. It won't protect you against yes. the flu and you can't get the flu from Jesus. It's these are people <laughs> no. these are just people who are in the business of stealing your money by scaring you and 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 saying the the only way you can protect yourself from anything is is number one, give us money and then number two, we'll try to connect you to oh, silly, uh, right? to Jesus. Well, I've, They'll tell you that if you got sick, you didn't pray hard enough, of or course. you're not giving enough money to the church. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're in the business of taking your money. Hold on to your wallet, sir. That's the only thing I can say. One triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. I'm trying to remember to bring the small bottle of hand sanitizer with me when I go to church. With a little Purell. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, the baby. You probably have a bigger uh, chance yeah. of acquiring Getting the flu by going church. to church than <laughs> than otherwise. You do the Lord's prayer. You shake. You 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 do He's the with you, with you part. Then everyone kind of sneaks in there. 
you know, purse or pocket and breaks out their hand sanitizer. And with your spirit. It's that flu vapor that's all over the place. It's the aerosol. That, People sneezing uh, and coughing and hacking. Yeah, it's, it's, it's less than, I mean, it's, it, it is referred to as aerosol. It's the fine, it's the, fine, fine mist yeah. of this virus that's right. flying around. God. Yeah, you can uh, Purell your hands all you want, but if you go into an environment can... and sniff that in, mm. your goose, goose is cooked. Here's Terry on Real Radio. Go ahead, Terry. How you doing, Mr. Phillips? I'm doing Okay. I'm a long-time listener. I love the show. Thank you, Terry. Yes, sir. The um, reason I was calling in is I do disagree. I think we should have a military parade. Do you really? Tell me why. The president wants a military parade. We don't have a tradition of big military parades in the United States like they do in North Korea and Russia. Mm-hmm. I just think that it would be a good thing to have. Okay. For any particular reason? What would be the purpose of it? I would just think that it showed respect of our military. Yeah, okay. All right, I see where you're coming from. I don't think we need to go that far, though. We don't have a tradition of military parades. They're costly. They spend, uh, and we don't have areas where we can have a military parade. You put one of those big Abram tanks on Pennsylvania Avenue, and it's going to tear up the street. I mean, to show respect for the military, I would rather see the money in the parade actually go into help improving VA hospital benefits for our military. Of course. You know, the military, and we have military people by and large don't like this kind of stuff uh, because they come from a tradition of a democracy. Democracies, by and large, with the exception maybe of France, do not show off their military might like they do in North Korea or Russia. And plus, uh, you know, our soldiers and Marines and uh, and men and women in the armed they don't goose-step. We don't do that goose-stepping thing. No. If you're going to have, with all due respect, with all due respect. <laughs> Here we go. With all due respect, I'm just trying to make an observation. <laughs> Whenever you start with that, I'm like, I'm, I'm on edge now. What? <laughs> if you're going to have a military parade. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I, yeah, I'm with you so far. You've got to have battalions of soldiers... Marching and sailors and who really know what they're doing, marching. marching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I can get fifty people together, and, teach and them in the how space of about thirty minutes, get them marching in unison. Yes. Okay. Did it military school for many, many years. I see. It's not that hard. Mm-hmm. But if you want them goose stepping, you know, like they do in oh, Russia cool. or in They're North Korea, out, it takes yeah. a long time. As a matter of fact, they have people in. They have. That's what they do from the time they were they kids. Put on they put parades. Yeah, yeah. Well, we all know the pre- look. Here we go. No, we Americans know we have the best military in the planet. There's yeah. no question about that. We, we like have the best so. men and women serving in the armed forces of the United States of America. We don't need a parade. This is a guy who 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 saw the Bastille Day parade in Paris when he was there, and he thinks this is just a great idea. A What's next? He's going to get a, what a uh, a fruit salad full of medals on his chest and a sword. Is that is that Base? what he wants? A sword. Does Kim, yeah. Kim Jong Un have one? He might have a sword. Well, I don't know. These these are what autocrats know. do. These are what dictators do. Texture says we have a military because it's necessary, not because it's fancy or something to show off. Yeah, that's true too. We don't have a tradition of show. Sure, we've got color guards here and you know, Fourth of July, yeah, whatever. You yeah, know, we've May got Day a couple of soldiers yeah. here mm-hmm. and there, whatever. But that's who we are. That's that's one of the great things about this nation. We don't need to show off to anybody. We know what we're doing. But this guy wants a he wants a parade. He just thinks that 
He wants the military and his people on the tanks and the armored cars and the missile launchers and this and that, you know, to march on by and salute. salute I'm telling you right now, because this is what goes on in America in this free society that we have, or we like to believe we have a free society. You know, if you're in the Kremlin at Red Square and they're putting on a parade and you run out there to protest, there's a very good chance they're going to pull you aside and beat the living crap out of you and throw you in prison for 25 years, if not send you to uh, Siberia. If you're in North Korea where they have these fancy goose-stepping parades, you go out there and try to make a mishmash out of it, they'll probably shoot you on sight. They'll just pull you out of there and shoot you right Oof. on sight, right? Yeah. No or protesting. throw you into dogs or shoot you with anti-aircraft guns mm-hmm. like this goofball did with his uncles. An Amer- an, an, a massive military parade down Pennsylvania Avenue like the president wants is just an open invitation for protest demonstrations. Because you could just walk right in there. Yeah. You walk that in there with your banners and your slogans and your this and then that. And, you know, you stand in. There's not an American soldier who's going to run over an American citizen with their tank. Like in Tiananmen Square? They're not going to do no. that. You actually, you actually believe that, that somebody at the controls... The commander of an Abrams tank, one of these huge American tanks that are so lethal, that would be in one of these parades, that if one or a dozen or a hundred people ran out in front of it, that he would continue to drive his tank down Pennsylvania Avenue? Over a citizen? No. Of no, course I don't not. believe he would. No. Of course not. Or she, no. You're just, this is just an invitation to, unless there's some kind of madness to all this where he says, let that happen. Then I'm going to show you these are people who hate America. They're traitors. You can't, They're treasonous. No. You're allowed They're out to there protest interfering them. with the great men oh, and women no. who are members of the greatest armed forces on the... F- you know how that works yeah, sometimes. Do, but- this is a bad idea. This is a real, real bad idea. Oh, we, generally speaking, as Americans, have the utmost respect for men and women who serve us in the armed forces, whether it's the Navy, the Marine Corps, the, you know, the Army, and all the rest of the Air Force and all the rest of them. You know that. I know that. What does this guy want? The, this guy wants the attention. He wants the attention. Now, if he tells the Pentagon, look, I want a parade, well, the Pentagon's going to respond. They, they're not going to say no. That's what they do. They plan stuff. Well, they, yeah, they take good. orders. Yeah, that's right. And if he orders a parade, well, they're probably working on it already. But I somehow feel that maybe yeah, we're working on it. We're kind of slowing down the process. It's very involved and expensive. Here's Beth on Real Radio. Go ahead, Beth. Hey, I think this person, this, you know, our, well, I guess now he wants to be called our leader. Our supreme leader. But I think he's lost his ever-loving mind. Yeah, I on don't this parade know. stuff. As soon as I heard this, I thought, oh, my God, was he trying to turn us into Russia, North Korea? Yeah, he wants the spectacle. He thinks that somehow, yeah. I believe, he believes that if uh, he has this parade, the rest of the world will see uh, Marines yeah. and soldiers, you know, marching down Pennsylvania Avenue, and they'll be cowered into... It. Yeah, they'll be nervous. What's General. the purpose of it? I don't know. Not sure. uh, other people and nations around the planet, they know how powerful we are. Mm. This is not necessary. Here's uh, Phil on Real Radio. Go ahead, Phil. Hey, guys, I got to tell you, you know, these these so-called word faith preachers prey upon the insecurities and the problems that all people have 
And they use a one-two psychological punch. Number one, they, they say if you name it and claim it, if your faith is strong enough that whatever your problem is, uh, will, God will take care of right. it. Yeah. But, but if your faith's not strong enough, then send in some money, what they call, you know, a, a seed faith. And that from that money, your, how much ever you give, how much ever you can give will determine how strong your faith is. Correct. And, and it's just praise upon the insecurities and the pains of people that don't know better. That's the yeah, yeah. that's so the so called that's, right. that's the so called prosperity gospel, which is part essentially is. of the Protestant uh, Protestant Church. Not all, but certainly that's uh, you know we got a couple of them here, uh, one out in West Orange County. It's the same thing. Essentially, if you provide money to the church, God will shine upon you. The more mm-hmm. money that you give, the more God will shine upon you. Essentially, saying the more money you give when you die and go to heaven, you'll have a better spot in heaven because you gave more money to God through our church. It's a bunch of bullcrap. You know, it's, it's, bull, it's thievery, as far as I'm concerned. And you, know, and you know, Jim, the sad part is that the, the real commandment for Christians is to love God and to serve their neighbor as their self, not to get rich. So all the things that we're blessed with are supposed to be used to help others out with, not to make some individual rich. It's malpractice of the saddest kind. I like that one a lot. Thank oh, you very, very much. One triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. We'll take that little break. We'll come back with a regular round of closest to the pin. All next on Real Radio one hundred four point one. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all going to get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Got that right. Time for that regular round of closest to the pin. Yeah. I'm playing against Kurt with Matt as a backup. I'll head to the soundproof booth. I'm not doing too well with this game so far this year. You have been close this year. Bad I'm year. starting off. Not. Yeah. All right, JP. You'll Should be have fine. retired. Here you go. Probably. Hey. After winning the trophy what? year after year. No, yeah, probably no, no, no. Don't, don't listen to him. Maybe a year ago, <laughs> then you would have had the trophy for that f- stupid Fritz game we played. Every once in a while, you know, <laughs> I sit go, here and you? I listen to the three of you and I said, I should have retired. Well, I made a mistake. Why? I'm going to go to the soundproof booth. <laughs> oh, Pinkman, what's the prize? You are so going to miss me. Just, just listen to me. <laughs> just listen. You are so going to miss me. Yeah. No, no. I, I know it. I know it. I don't have to. I don't have to tell it to myself. I know what fight, I know. Fight, fight, I know what I know. Hey, we had enough fights today. No. Yeah. You're up. Uh, we, <laughs> we have a pair of tickets to the Power Shares QQQ, otherwise known as the Triple Q, 300 on Saturday, February 17th at Daytona International Speedway. Uh, Speed Weeks 2018 kicks off the NASCAR season with seven races spread over nine action-packed days. Go to DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com or call 1-800-PIT-SHOP for more info. Outstanding. Thank you very much, <laughs> Mr. Pinkman. Let's get Kurt on board. Hello, Kurt. Ready to play? Yes, sir. Is that Kurt with a K or Kurt with a C? C. With a C. With a C. Thank Good. you. Oh, Thank yeah. you very much, Kurt. Um, I changed it. We're talking about the goat, however, and that's goat with a G. Well, how else would it be? Coat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Kurt, the GOAT, that stands for greatest of all time. A lot of talk about that this past week up until the Super Bowl, uh, usually referring to Tom Brady uh, at quarterback. However, this category is called Good to be the GOAT from Brad, co-producer for All Gaming. It's a tribute to the greatest of all time. Okay? Gotcha. Uh, not necessarily about Tom Brady, but uh, we'll, we'll delve into other sports. Are you ready, Kurt? Yes, sir. Okay, we're going to begin your round in three, two, one. By winning the 2018 Australian Open at the age of 36, Roger Federer seems ageless in a sport where many hang it up before they reach 30. How many Grand Slam titles for Roger? 20. Arnie and Tiger may have been more popular, but Jack Nicholas is considered the best with his 18 majors. What's his net worth? $255 million. If you go to NBA championship rings, Bill Russell has the most with 11. However, the consensus says Michael Jordan was the greatest player. How many rings for MJ? Six. Michael Phelps was the most successful and most decorated Olympian of all time. How many total medals for the Flying Fish? 18. Muhammad Ali was one of the most significant and celebrated sports figures of the 20th century. Of his 61 professional bouts, how many did he win? 53. Time. Outstanding job, Kurt. Going to put you on hold. Oh, yeah. And uh, start making plans on who's going to join you at the Triple Q race. No, no. I'm so upset. He'll surprise you just when you say that. Q, Q, Q. You know, he usually does. Whenever we have a player that I actually, uh -uh. that I, uh, you know, commend for playing so well, Jim usually comes in and we'll get a couple on the Uh nose. I have faith in you, Pop. I'm like Uh in there. I don't know what they're thinking. What? We we believe in him. You didn't say. Yeah, well, he didn't say he wouldn't miss us when he leaves. Mm-mm. No, he didn't. <laughs> Jim, welcome back. Mm-hmm. Category called Good to be the Goat. Okay. Sent by Brad, co-producer for All Gaming. And as you know, when it comes to the world of sports, GOAT is the acronym for Greatest of All Time. Uh, recently to- uh, tossed about when oh. referring to Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. However, we're going to delve into five other sports right now. Good to be the GOAT, a tribute to the greatest of all time. Ready to play. Okay. You gonna can re- do it. Going to reset the clock for you and begin your round in three, two, one. By winning the 2018 Australian Open at the age of 36, Roger Federer seems ageless in a sport where many hang it up before they reach 30. How many Grand Slam titles for Roger? 20. Arnie and Tiger may have been more popular, but Jack Nicholas is considered the best with his 18 majors. What's his net worth? $300 million. If you go by NBA championship rings, Bill Russell has the most with 11. However, the consensus says Michael Jordan was the greatest player. How many rings for MJ? Five. Michael Phelps was the most successful and most decorated Olympian of all time. How many total medals for the Flying Fish? 22. Muhammad Ali was one of the most significant and celebrated sports figures of the 20th century. Of his 61 professional bouts, how many did he win? Uh, 59. Did you forget you were being timed at the end? Yeah, I had to think about it. Well, Jim, uh, I'm going to have to add five seconds to your time. It's a new thing. Calling it your handicap. Okie dokie. Okay, Uh, it's close. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jim... 
as we were talking about in during the break or uh, as you were coming into the studio, whenever the caller steps up their game, you step up yours. We have a very close bout today between oh. you and Kurt. <laughs> That's Kurt with a C, Jim. Mm-hmm. Kurt Ready the go- sports maniac. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Kurt Gowdy, but not. <laughs> he did quite well here. Mm-hmm. But Jim, so did you, as you can tell by this very first question. We were talking about Roger Federer at the, the age of 36. You knew? Yeah. How'd you know? I saw it in the, I saw it in the sports page. Must be. What I are you doing right. right in the sports page? Yeah, I had to get to the cartoons. <laughs> Roger Federer at <laughs> the age of 36 won the 2018 Australian Open. Mm. How many Grand Slams titles for Roger? Moira, what the boys say? They both said 20. They both said 20. They were both right. So on we, the dot there, yeah. We start oh, the game 2-2. Two to two. Yeah, I was on my way to the ticked-off column. What? <laughs> there you go. I don't need this. Um, Arnie and Tiger, very popular golfers, but Jack Nicholas has the most major wins with 18. Yeah. He also has quite a large net worth. Yeah. Where is it? Kurt said. $255 million. Jeez, Kurt, he's oh, good. 255 I have no idea. Jim said 300 but He's got those 300. golf courses. Mm-hmm. The answer? Yeah. Yeah. $280 million. Jim, Jim is, is closer, closer by $5, by five million. Million. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. I'm sorry, Kurt. You're See, probably going to win, but that felt good. I knew he was close on that one, and then, Jim, you come in closer. It's amazing. Here we go. Uh, so, so let's go to the NBA. Bill Russell, 11 championships, eh. but Michael Jordan's considered the uh, the best of all time, the greatest of all time, with his six championship rings. No idea. Wait, you just said it. With his six championship rings. <laughs> Kurt guessed. Six. Well, Jim. Five. Double oh. points for Kurt. Kurt now leads you. Four, two, three. Somehow that ended up backwards. But okay, then. You know, when I reword these things, sometimes I use the answer, sometimes oh, I don't. Right, what do we have? Two to go? Yeah. Two to go. Jim, you're now trailing four to three. Oh, it's neck and neck. Oh, on six two. championships for Michael Jordan. Six. You were yeah, close, yeah. Jim. You had five. It's fine. What about Michael Phelps? What about Michael Phelps? How many Phelps? total medals? He's a flying fish. Oh, I didn't know that. He has the most gold medals yeah. and the most overall medals. How many overall medals? Including silver and bronze. Phelps? Is that what you're asking? You got that right, Mo. Uh-oh, what, what did Kurt say? What did Kurt say? 18. Who? Jim? 22. 28. Ha-ha! He had 23 gold, 28 total medals. Jim, there you tied it's the game. It's even right here till the end. Four to four. Yep. Now the greatest. He is the greatest. He I'm is Muhammad greatest. Ali. Oh, yeah. 61 professional bouts. 61? Uh, yes. Uh-uh. 37 were won by knockout. But how many overall wins... For Muhammad Ali. Wins, he said. Wins. Wins. For the for the win here. Yes. How many wins for Muhammad Ali? Kurt said. 53. And Jim said. 59. The answer? Yeah. 56. It's tied. It's tied. You guys are all up by three. It's five to five. And you had that little bit of a brain fart at the end. At at the very end. You had a brain fart. Oh, come on. Before you gave that answer, you said, Uh, I don't care. I don't care. I still was pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Oh, Kurt. I'm a man. I can take it. If I lose, I I did my best. It's got to be neck and neck, though. It was so close. 1.3 second differential. Oh, come on. Oh, maybe you got it, Pop. You're both over a minute. Oh, heck. Kurt answered in one minute, one o five point four. Wait a minute, one minute, five seconds, five seconds and four tenths. Point four. Yeah, Jim, your adjusted time. Huh. 
104.1. Stop it. Real radio. No, Sorry, 104.1. Kurt. Sorry, Sorry, Kurt. Sorry. Jim, you went on time. Sorry about that, Kurt. That's the way it goes, Kurt. You're up against the best. Uh, You're up against the, the greatest. I'm the uh, I am the greatest. I will whoop him. I can't lose. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. I win. Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? Remember. Wow. That was sweet. That was a good shoes. Wow. Hand grenades. Wow. 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 Yeah, your time was 59.1. With your five seconds, you went to 104.1. And Kurt in a 105. What do you mean it's not right? Uh, It just seems a little too coincidental. What's coincidental? I don't know that it's a 104.1. He answered in 59.1. I had five. It's only math, Mo. All right. I I, I don't control (laughs) math. Math doesn't lie, Mo. It's true. If Jim said, make it six seconds, then it wouldn't have been that. He still would have won. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, that was but sweet. if he said make it seven sweet, seconds, sweet, he would have lost. Sweet, sweet redemption. redemption. That's good. Insane clown posse. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk to Scott Maxwell in a couple of minutes. He writes the taking names column for the Orlando Sentinel. That's always fun and interesting. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio. Got to check out that news right now. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A Virginia man won the lottery by playing numbers that came to him in a dream. Wow, brother must be nice to be prescient. Way to rub it in everyone's face. Next, Utah's DMV has apparently banned using the number 69 on vanity license plates. No fun Utah. Sad. Finally, a squirrel hunter in Pennsylvania accidentally locked down a school when he walked onto the property with an air rifle. Sounds like this case is going to be a hard nut to crack. Headlines were brought to you by WeAreNotTheBanks.com. And transmission. That's right, whether you want to refinance your lovely home or you want to buy a new home, you need to finance it. So what's the deal? You go to a direct lender where mortgages are made easy, and that is WeAreNotTheBanks.com. Brad Siebert and his team, I work with them. They do a fantastic job. They work They work all the time late. They work weekends. They close in 30 days in most cases. They even have a mobile closing unit. They can bring it to your new home to close on that new home. You want to finance a mobile home? They can do that as well. They handle VA loans as well for military Man, for all your mortgage needs, see what Brad and his team can do for you. The website, super easy to remember. We are not the banks.com. Coming up next on this Wednesday edition of The Phillips File, a conversation with Scott Maxwell. From You're listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Phillips file for a Wednesday. Every Wednesday at this time, we talk with Scott Maxwell. He writes the taking names column for the Orlando Sentinel. Without further ado, let's bring Mr. Maxwell back on the program. How are you today? Oh, it's a great time to be alive, Jim. Isn't it? You th- what did you think of that rocket launch yesterday? I didn't see it. I was... Uh, Commie. Yeah, no, that's it. It's because I'm a communist. That's why I didn't see it. <laughs> you and Mo. It was impressive, I have to say. Well, you saw the video later, though, didn't you? Uh, Sure. 
Oh, yeah, lots of, he lots didn't of things see going on. <laughs> you didn't see it at all, did see you? see it? No, I didn't. Scott, oh, my God almighty. Joke. Even I was impressed. My uh, my daughter's going off to college next year, and oh. so yesterday, yesterday was uh, campus tour day. Ooh. So, okay, all right. So I wasn't, I wasn't even in town. Where were you uh, touring it? Where were you? Oh, don't, you know, you don't. You, I want to know. Were you at, don't, don't tell of, her. Wait, you were without a television? There's a place with no what? TV? You don't have Are to respond. Gonna, you know what? I was giving my wife, my daughter, some undivided attention. Mo, I'm sorry Aww. if that's a problem for you. <laughs> yeah, well, it sort of is. Yeah, put her in her I'm place. I don't do it like you with one eye on the phone while I should be doing other things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Take that. <laughs> yeah. Too so sure. good time, but yeah, yeah, how about that rocket? Oh, yeah, how about that rocket? <laughs> hey, Ed, Scott, you can always go to realradio.fm. We got some video of it there. All right, let me get to your column today. Your column today is essentially about police uh, recordings or the lack thereof. Now, I was always under the impression, even after all these years and even covering the police for a long time, that when we came to felony arrests, you know, and or interrogating suspects, there would always be a recording of that. But that's not necessarily true, is it? Absolutely not. No, there are there are some departments uh, that that do that by their own internal policy, and in about half of American states, uh, twenty three at last count, it is statewide policy that if you are being brought in uh, to be questioned upon about any sort of, as you said, serious felony, basically anything that could put you away for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, the interrogation is recorded, and and that's and that's both to protect the defendant and it's also to help get. Informate, it's a, get evidence to put the bad guys away. Uh, but Florida is one of those places that has not done that, despite recommendations from its own experts. And I don't mean, you know, uh, Birkenstock wearing loosey goosey, you know, peaceniks. I mean that when they put a panel together of prosecutors, judges, uh, police chiefs, and uh, public defenders, and they said, how can we stop locking up the wrong people? Because this state has a rotten record with sending the wrong people away for, for decades at a time. Right. Uh, they said, well, one of, the, one of the basic things we could do is start recording these interrogations, and they simply haven't done it. Well, I, so the excuse essentially is we don't do it or we don't want to do it for what reason? Yeah, that, uh, Jim, that's a good question. I mean, te- really... te- technically nowadays, it's, it's, it's easier than ever before. You don't have to bring in of your course. big reel-to-reel Ampex you know, <laughs> recorder, you know, and, 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 and you know, say, oh, hold on a minute, before we have... Before we ask you question number five hundred, let's change the reels here. It's all it's all digital. I mean, it's easy. It's easy to do. Why not do it? Yeah. So that, that's that's a, a good question. Why not? And that probably explains why the Police Chiefs Association, which appears to be the number one uh, group uh, pushing against this, doesn't want to talk about it publicly. Uh, in fact, I had a snotty little back and forth with them, and they said, "Well, we don't want to say anything." And I said, well, "I don't care what you want to say. I got people saying you're." You're the one telling it, so I'm writing that, and I got it off there. Uh, and well, we well, don't bring us into this. Well, that's that's not how it works, people. You don't get to lobby to kill, you know, affect public policy, and then ask to keep those discussions in private. So they don't want to say it, and I think the reason is because there's no good explanation. But if if you push them and you talk to legislators who's heard from the police chiefs association, they just don't like another uh, hoop to jump. They're afraid. They say that that maybe some technicality will happen and evidence might be tossed out, and that sounds good if you say it real fast, but I gotta tell you, that's how justice works. There are rules. I mean, you can't, you can't get a, a search or a seizure uh, submitted if it's been done improperly. I mean, we got rules in how this country uh, r- r- 
runs it. If you follow them, it's not a problem. And this is something that most people in law enforcement already do. Well, we know that there are instances where police during interrogations will browbeat a suspect. There's no question we know that that's true. How extensive extensive it is nowadays, I have no clue, but we have no recordings to, to prove otherwise. We also know that police, uh, some police in certain cases, they've done it in the past, will continue to interrogate a suspect who doesn't know any better about getting a lawyer in the room and it'll just go on and on and on and on in many cases for hours and hours and hours there are people maybe with not the highest iq let's say or a young person doesn't know anybody they just give up they just said sure you know that's it uh let me just sign and get this over with that happens believe it or not but it happens and it absolutely does. And there are some people who cannot wrap their heads around that. And I get that. They, they say, I just, the, the idea of a false confession does right. not make sense to them. There are people who say, you know what, if you came and told me I raped somebody and I didn't rape somebody, I don't care what the hell you say to me or, or, or how long you say, I'm never going to convince to it. But the, I'm, excuse me, confess to it, to something I didn't do. But there's story after story. And the one I mentioned, just as one example, and, and, and like you, this isn't what always happens. I don't think it's what happens with any regularity, but it happens enough that there's ways to prevent it. But there was a case back in the 80s, a guy named Anthony Caravella. And uh, when he was convicted, it was because the cops played a tape for the jury that had Anthony Caravella saying, yes, I admit it, I raped a 58-year-old woman. Well, if you play that tape, who's, who's not going to convict him? What they did not record, though, was the previous five straight days of when they badgered Anthony right. Caravella, who at that point in time was 15 years old with an IQ of 67. And what they did not keep on recording was when he first came in, he identified three other people who he said did it. And as it turns out, in 2009, after he'd been in prison for 26 years, they got the DNA that went back to one of the three guys he pointed to. Well, it's the same thing that happened. What was the uh, Central Park Five or Central Park Seven? That case way back, you know, that Donald Trump was so adamant about about putting these people in the in the death chamber, and they were falsely accused, and several of them finally quote confessed end of quote because they were badgered. They were badgered. You know, for hour upon hour upon hour upon hour, you do that with certain individuals, and they'll just they'll they'll give up, or they might even they might even or they might even I did it fine. Yeah, exactly. Or they might even start believing you know what you're what you're badgering them about. It it does happen. I just don't see any excuse. You know, when it comes to it's so it's not like well, you don't have the storage space for the reels of tape. You know, or it's not like got, the thing Jack has in his office. All right we need now. is, you know, for somebody to come in with a magnet into the storage room, and all that stuff is gone. And you know, it's a fire hazard. I mean, that that argument doesn't hold water anymore. And you want it, and, and you know what? There, there are folks. I, one of the people I interviewed this column is Belvin Perry, who I think you all, well, I know you all know. Most people around here know Judge from Casey Anthony, but he was also the chief judge, and he was the chairman of the Innocence Commission, which Florida formed. And he said, if you hate sleazy defense attorneys, you want this out there, right. because when some lawyer, uh, some sleazy defense attorney, goes into court and tries to convince a jury that their that their uh, defendant was their client was badgered, you go, nah, you know what, counselor, hold on, we're just we're just going to play this. And, and, it, and it's over. They don't even trot out that defense. The point is, everybody should want the truth. I mean, and there's no reason not to, but, but we have not done it here. And one of the points I wanted to drive home is this. 
in, in, in the Senate, we have Republicans and Democrats who said, you know what, come on, it's, it's 2018. Let's join the other states and record these. Mm-hmm. But in the state house, these Republicans have not. And why that is so wildly, particularly hypocritical is these guys in the state house, along with Governor Rick Scott, these are the guys who love to run around screaming, foaming at the mouth about crime and punishment, about we need more executions, uh, we, we got to kill them, and we got to kill them as fast as we can. These are people who are really eager to execute the convicted, but not so eager to make sure we're convicting the right people in the first place. And you know what? I can maybe have difference of opinions in people, and I think reasonable people can have uh, different opinions on the death penalty, but I cannot respect somebody who's out there frothing at the mouth about their zeal for executing people without fighting just as damn hard to make sure you're executing the right people. As a matter of fact, I think the state of Florida holds the record for freeing people from death row who were wrongly convicted. Correct. Yeah, we, we hold more, more the, we hold the record for that. In America, juries have sentenced someone to die only to have science, not technicalities, not somebody go, ah, you let a killer free, only to have science come back and say, you know what, this guy did not do it, and it was always a guy. Let me uh, backtrack to an earlier column. Essentially, you uh, you did a column on all the people who've announced and thrown their hat in the ring to become try to become the next governor for the state of Florida. Uh, yes. I mean, what did you do? Did you essentially just look at what they've said so far? Or did you sit down with some of these individuals to get an idea where they're coming from? And did, were you impressed by anybody or, or are you impressed thus far with anyone? Um, so what I did was I did it via email with them all. I had, I was just tired of reading the horse race coverage, you know, who's, sure. who's raising the most money, who's got the most polls, look who sent out a nasty tweet. And I said, I'm going to start with, with a very simple thing. Uh, I want you to tell the people of Florida three things they could expect if you got elected. And I will be honest with you, I was not expecting all of them to do it uh, because because they haven't done it <laughs> at all uh, yet. But I was surprised when all of them uh, agreed to do that, and that uh, included Adam Putnam and Rich and uh, oh my goodness, Ron DeSantis, the Republicans, and then Gwen Graham, Andrew Gillum, Chris King. Levine Levine. And, and Philip Levine, the Democrats. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say there, there were some differences if you pay attention to them. Uh, I think, uh, for instance, if the environment's your thing, I think Gwen Graham was as passionate about that as anybody was. Uh, if gu- guns, I was kind of surprised there wasn't a single Democrat who mentioned guns. Uh, as being something they cared about, but there was a Republican, and that was Adam Putnam, who, when asked, you know, his top three priorities Uh-oh. for Florida, more guns, was one of his. He wants more he, guns. Yeah, yeah, more guns. But where did he? Did that Mr. Putnam kind of say where he'd like Preschools? for them to be? You know, churches and school. I mean, what more guns? He wants to make, quote, Florida first in the nation for law-abiding citizens to uh, exercise their Second Amendment rights. Now, let me tell you, this, this is like advocating funny at a clown show convention. I mean, <laughs> we, we already are a gun state. But I still think something like that's important when people are deciding. If you're asking somebody what are your three top priorities, you know, schools, uh, criminal justice, uh, workforce, the economy, uh, the environment, and, and if somebody says, you know, more guns is one of theirs, I want people to know that information. Yeah. I, th- I think that's good for folk for folks to know. Uh, I, I think I think Chris King, the guy who's local, he has a he has an uphill battle. But I thought people were a little bit um, 
in the reaction I heard impressed that you have sort of a business guy trying to bring a businessman's perspective. He's he's very, I would say, liberal, but also very Christian. He's sort of bringing the notion that uh, I'm sick of Republicans taking this God thing and and claiming it for the right when my God says we got to care for the poor, we got to heal the hick, uh, heal the sick, and and feed the hungry, and and take care of the environment. I think he's got an interesting message that we haven't heard of as much before. Yeah, I've been trying to heal the Hicks for the past 30 years in this program. <laughs> oh, I, made no, much, Carolina, so I, I probably am a Hicks. I haven't made much uh, progress. Before I let you go in a couple of yep. minutes or so, are you following this uh, this story out of Seminole County, this Jeffrey Bauer, the school yep. board member who I have an, I have a theory now. I, I think he's dead. I think someone... <laughs> I do. I think, he's, I think he's dead. I think Crazy. someone has assumed his identity and they're mailing the checks off to this person and they said, well, you know, I'm sick. I've strokes. I, uh, you know, the, the house, you know, where the, you know, where his residence was, it's, it's a, yeah. it's a it looks like a burned out crack house. What do you think is going on? I mean, that's my theory until he shows up. I think he's dead. So you think, and I think there was a phone call at some point in time, but your, your, your theory would have somebody being sort of like, Oh yeah, this is Jeffrey Bauer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, right. Yeah, that's a handkerchief over the phone. School board member Bauer. Yeah. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be there Monday. Uh, uh, it's weird. And, and i got to tell you, from, from our standpoint, from the newspaper, there was a question of, when do you write this story? Uh, and, and because, you know, the guy, by some indications, and by the way, we've heard nothing confirmed, right? Nothing confirmed from anybody. He may have had a stroke, and, you're, and you want to be sympathetic to that. Uh, but so he didn't come to a meeting for a month, and then two months, and then three months, and then four months and then you know you're you're the reporter here and you're like well when, when do we when do we write the story that says we don't have a school board member anymore and leslie postal i think it ended up being like 10 months uh, when she finally did it, and as you mentioned, went down to his house. We actually, she didn't find any evidence to, to confirm he still lives in the district uh, that he represents. But after all this, uh, the Seminole County uh, other officials they sort of grudgingly had to admit, exactly. okay, yes, a, a fifth of the county does not actually have representation on the school board right now. And so, if you're sick, let us know. If you need to get help, if you're on extended leave, let us know. And so, Jeffrey Bowers, I understand uh, from what Leslie uh, reported, said, uh, okay, you know what, you're right. I'm going to be there at the next meeting which i believe was monday yeah two days ago right and then he didn't show well it seems like you know until she went to the school board said what's going on with jeffrey bauer they went oh Who? yeah jeffrey bauer it's yeah. been six months it's been eight exactly. months it's been 12 months now no thanks show. for reminding us yeah he hasn't been here in a in a in, in a year I mean, not only that, Jim, there were actually some elected officials in Seminole County who got a little uh, gripey with some of our people. Well, who are you all to write a story that says he's not showing up? Are you kidding me? But he's not oh, showing no, up. I am not. I am not. $41,000 a year in taxpayer money and uh, and medical care. I mean, and he hasn't been around in a year. I mean, we and have a legitimate again. question to say, all right, you know, come on, where is yeah, Right. If, he, if there's some, you know, disabled or things that are going on that they're preventing him, that's okay. But there hasn't even been that indication. Can a family uh, member or somebody wheel him in, even if he's in an iron lung? Can't you just kind of wheel him in? Here's Jeffrey. <laughs> I, and then wheel him back out and wherever he spends his time. Lungs. I have no idea that anybody has an iron lung. Yeah, but you but get I the would, idea. 
I would think by now you would do something, and uh, but I yeah I, no no one has, and so now they're in a, a little bit of a tougher spot. Uh, but they, <laughs> but they need to they need to get the, the you know you, you we can laugh or or you can say leave them alone, but the bottom line is there are however many schools are in this district, there are all kinds of parents and teachers who don't have a represent representative. Well, you need that f- you need board. that fifth vote anyway. Otherwise, there's a great it's possibility tie. of major issues facing right. Seminole County. It's a tie, mm-hmm. and nobody says where the hell is Jeffrey. I don't think they have Jeff. arguments unless the tax collector's involved. Yeah, in oh, that guy. I haven't heard a lot out of him lately either. We're going to let you go. What's coming up in the next column? Uh, I've got uh, oh, some, hate, some hate mail for tomorrow. And then Sunday, Jim, we have talked before about hotel taxes. Yeah. I believe the state may actually change the law. Uh, it, that bill is moving ahead to allow it to be spent on other things. That comes as a good time because I, we just learned they, Orange County is collecting even more money. They have more money than they know what to do with. We don't need any more convention centers, police, roads, things like that. There you go. Thank you, Scott Maxwell. Do it again next Wednesday. Scott Maxwell writes the Taking uh, Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel, and he joins us every Wednesday. We'll take a little break. When we come back, Shot Doctor casting call on Real Radio 104.1. Talking on the radio, not your thing. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. There's an easier way. It's called texting. 77031. Real Mobile. It's real easy. Real Mobile is powered by David Moss Chevrolet. Fun. No matter where you're going, no matter what you do, the Undertaker's always got his eyes on you. Oh, my for a Wednesday. Shot doctors here from one of our sister stations down the hallway. Oh, That's was... 96.9 The Game, Jim. Orlando sports leader. That's yeah. right. What was the big topic of uh, discussion today, sports-wise? Well, today is uh, is uh, the second uh, signing day. row of, na- of National Signing Day. Yeah. used to be all in one day in February, like the first Wednesday in February, like today. Now they have one in December, one in February. So talk a lot about that. UCF coach Josh Heupel's on to talk about the guys they've signed. They brought in about 19 guys over the, over December and February. A lot of offensive and defensive linemen, which makes a lot of sense because, as you know, Jim, football is a game of blocking and tackling. So UCF has added a lot of linemen. Yeah, but you, you, what was the shot doctor's prediction on the uh, prediction on the Super Bowl? 46 to 10, New England. That was that your was, prediction? Yes. That's terrible. <laughs> what's, so, what's so funny about that? Hold bad. on a minute. You weren't I, too close. We have to rethink your position on this station. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Uh, he didn't... <laughs> He didn't enjoy the game either. From what I what you said, forty six ten, a Patriots would win. From an earlier conversation what? I had with him, he he didn't think it was all that all that great. I mean, that, the, you know, it was a lot of offense. That. A football game needs some defense. It has to be some resistance to the offense. It's just way too much offense for me. It's a good thing you didn't bet on it. it we need some defense. There's got to be some stops on defense. It was a stinky bet. There was. I thought there, there was, was a too. punt. One punt in the entire game, and no One. sacks, no nothing. One punt in the whole well, game. One. But anyway, 41 to 33. Can't for, please everybody. I think that, that most people that watch the game want offense. I'm just an old school guy. I like some defense also, but, you know, it's okay. Next year we'll have defense. Jim Shot's a little nervous. But what? Uh, tomorrow's a big day for him. We uh, Shot and I shoot a web series called Hanging with Shot Doctor. Mm. Yeah. Today we just posted episode five on our website at realradio.fm. Tomorrow he's got a physical, an annual exam. Uh-oh. I think he's a little nervous. I'm not nervous. You got your blood work done? You do that ahead of time, and that way they send it. Well, I know that. Yeah. 
We've been to Dr. I know, Chanel. I just said, did you get your blood work done? That was last week. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. I got nervous during that because what happens is you, you can't, you can't uh, eat for 12 hours or drink coffee. Nothing after midnight. Right. So in the morning, instead of having my normal morning coffee at about 6.30, I had to like uh, get the blood work done mm-hmm. and then have the coffee. So uh, I had no coffee for about... An hour when I should have had three cups of coffee, but right. I got by. How much you usually have in a day shot? About six cups. Yeah, and then you drink. Is that caffeinated cola? Soda? Oh, it's delicious. Coke Zero. No, zero no, no caffeine. Uh, Your Honor, if you'll direct the uh, witness to answer the question, does it have any caffeine in it? Uh, lots I, of it. Yeah, no, okay. no, no. I don't believe. I thought it's zero. It's zero no, no. calories, zero, zero caffeine. Sugar. Zero no. calories. It's got caffeine. Oh, it does. Yeah, yeah, what's the point without caffeine? Yeah. Oh, I don't Good know. Good stuff. Anyway. Thank all right. you. <laughs> Anything else sports-wise? Uh, the Magic are on a two-game winning streak. UCF declared themselves Super Bowl champions yet? That's ridiculous. Super Bowl champions, no national champions. It's a joke. Yes. Oh, I, 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 it's I, just a joke. That's that was, was That was very good, by I the know. Way. You can use it tomorrow. That was very good. If you have the nerve. Mm. You know, those UCF people will come after you. Nobody comes after me. I'm, well, you know, you know Jim, I'm, I'm, on try. T- I'm on Twitter now, Jim. They can't stop me. Oh, really? Good oh, for yeah. you. I've taken over Twitter. Did you what like? Was your, what was your last tweet? Four. I have t- four tweets I put up today. Yeah, good for you. Here's, wow. here's my handle at shot doctor ninety six nine. Okay. Did I, you did you um, tweet that joke that you had yesterday? Which joke? The one about football, se- the two seasons. No, that one's not. I, I've That's not done that great, one yet. I That's love that joke. one, shot. Tell me the joke. Let's hear it, shot. The two most important seasons in sports in Central Florida: football season and waiting for football season. <laughs> Oh, rim shot. Classic. <laughs> Classic it's shot, so shot, isn't it? It's so Fantastic. Shot. All right, let's get to shot, Dr. <laughs> Cash. Jim, I have close to 160 followers already in one week. Wow. Good for you. That's in excellent. one week. Good for you. That's just one week. I'm taking over Twitter. Are right, you? Good for you. Be on Facebook next. Oh, I don't know about no, that. No, Twitter. Oh, you can have Twitter and Facebook. No, the pros. It's too no, much no, the rookies me. go to Facebook. The real pros, they go to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have a, a movie for you. Listen along. Mr. Uh, Pinkman, along with the shot doctor, will handle this particular movie. It's a scene. And as soon as you think you can identify the movie, just text us at Real Mobile 77031 and tell us uh, what you think it is. Are you ready, everybody? I live yes. in a state of readiness. Okay, we need uh, quiet on the set, of course, and all the cables are set aside. Lighting is absolutely perfect. The camera's rolling. Assistant director, please. Action. Hi, Lloyd. A little slow tonight, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is, Mr. Torrance. What will it be? I'm awful glad you asked me that, Lloyd, because I just happen to have two 20s and two 10s right here in my wallet. I was afraid they'd be there until next April. So here's what. You slip me a bottle of bourbon, a little glass and some ice. You can do that, can't you? (laughs) You're not too busy, are you? No, sir, I'm not busy at all. Good man. You set them up, and I'll knock them back one by one. White man's bourbon, Lloyd, my man. White man's bourbon. Cut, cut, cut. You said bourbon. You said bourbon. Bourbon. You said bourbon. It's white man's bourbon. That's what I said, bourbon. No, you said bourbon. Bourbon. I thought it was a drink. Mm, You said white man's bourbon. Mm-hmm. That's all semantics. It's not semantics. It's the it's difference the of word. one word. Wait a minute. I don't Bird have a minute. Dan. I could have sworn I said burden. Mm-hmm. Well, I was on a roll, too. Yeah, were. Yeah. But start from good man. Ready? Action. Good man. You set them up, I'll knock them back one by one. White man's burden, Lloyd, my man. White man's burden. Say, Lloyd, it seems I'm temporarily light. <laughs> How's my
my credit in this in this joint anyway. Your credit's fine, Mr. Torrance. That's swell. You know I like you, Lloyd. I always liked you. You're always the best of them. Best gosh darn bartender from Timbuktu to Portland, Maine. Or Portland, Oregon, for that matter. Thank you for saying so. Cut. Oh, man, any time. All right, cut. Boy, that okay. was good. Yeah. My God, was I good. You know, got flummoxed at the good end. Good man. You set them up, and I'll knock them back one by one. White man's burden, Lloyd, my man. White man's burden. Then there ought to be a pause. Say, Lloyd, it seems I'm temporarily late. How's... You see what I'm saying? What? You just, what you I just went. No, you did. You went, Lloyd, my man. White man's burden. Say, Lloyd. <laughs> say, Lloyd. You know, you've done this before. You know, I thought it sounded familiar. And I got a Jimmy the first time. You know what? I'm yeah. getting a Jimmy the second You're time, too. You're not getting too. a Jimmy for this. Why? Uh, there's no Jimmy in here. There's no Jimmy for you in this. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, I'm not <laughs> kidding not you. He's not kidding you. I no am Jimmy. There's Jack no Nicholson. Well, let's see if people can guess what it is. So what's uh, up next for you? Super Bowl's over with. What do we have? March Madness? Is that the big uh, thing coming along? Uh, Do we have a golf tournament? Here's what what we got coming up. We've got the NBA trade deadline tomorrow. Uh, You're going to watch the Winter Olympics, or you're not into that? Depends on the sport. I like a lot of the downhill skiing and things like that. I I think that that stuff's pretty amazing, but... A lot of NBA, a lot of college basketball. The, you know, the Gators are playing tonight. Actually, in about 19 minutes, they play at 6.30 tonight. So we they're got that. Against. They're ranked in the top 25 right now, huh? The, you know, the, the, the Gators fell out of the top 25. Oh, I thought they, they, they were still they, in. Yeah, they've had a bad week. They've LSU tonight, a team they should beat. Yeah. So that, that's game, that game's coming up at 6.30 tonight. So we got that. Good stuff coming up. Okay. All right. Just check. I always have plenty of stuff. Sports never stops, Jim. <laughs> it never stops. Something's always happening. It's like the post office. Yeah, see? The mail just mail comes in. Coming. never stops. I mean, we have weird stories. Like last night, a football coach that was supposed to coach a team yeah. told the team, you know what? I'm not coming. Why? Changed his mind. And the, t- and the team had called a press conference for today to announce that he's the new head coach. We called him last night after a, after a handshake agreement and two meetings, and he said, I'm not coming. Changed his mind. He changed his mind. Yeah, okay. And At least he did nothing? it before he signed that, like Billy Donovan. He changed his mind. Can handshakes mean nothing then? It's just that's it. You handshake the people and that's it. Doesn't matter. Handshake you mean it at the time, but you know, things come along and you know, you're allowed to change your what? mind. Now this, we're talking about Josh McDaniels, offensive coordinator for New England Patriots, correct? Yes. Shot? That's that's the Do man. Do you think they uh, New England Bob Kraft said when Bill Belichick retires, you're gonna be head coach of the Patriots? No. It would be think it, it would be the only reason for him to stay, don't you think? Well, there's another variable working. What's that? He has a wife and four kids. And at the oh, end... Oh, you think he's beaten down? In the end, he's when you, down, huh? you've been beaten down by your wife, and your wife says, we're mm-hmm. not moving, you have to come up and, and you can't move. You just can't leave your wife there. So, so what's your prediction on the great uh, race upcoming between War Admiral and Seabiscuit? Who do you think might win that race? <laughs> Isn't that a movie? <laughs> War Admiral Seabiscuit? Seabiscuit? No. It was wait a minute, movie. Wait a minute, yeah. that was a movie. Seabiscuit's a movie star. This isn't a race. It's, it's a, a movie. Cr- what is this? You're telling me the Seabiscuit never ran against War Admiral? In the movies, he did. Not in real life. Who won? Seabiscuit. You sure? In the you movies, don't go to the movies. In the movies, he did. Are you positive? I'm positive. Want to put money on it? I don't gamble. Gentleman's bet? Look, Eddie Arcaro <laughs> was on Seabiscuit, and they won. He was undefeated. Eddie Arcaro was never on Seabiscuit. Yes. We're going in the Wayback Machine. <laughs> I love this music. This from the 30s, the Roaring 30s. This, this really gets you dancing. Oh, no, yeah. You hop around. 
Wow. This is yeah, the kind of that. music this country was built on, Jim. That that music right there. That's some of the good old days. Most so, college days. Maybe get you, you know, you need a you need a uh, a, a friend, a female friend, uh, you know, in a that fla- a flapper or whatever they called him, you know. Nobody t- beats down the shot, doctor. What's that, uh, what's that dance where they you know, take their knees the back and forth? The Charleston. You know how to do the Charleston, don't you? I do not, but nobody beats down the shot, doctor. I'm not taking dancing lessons. I'm not doing that. No, I wouldn't. Well, you don't have to be so defensive about it. I'm not defensive. I'm paranoid and schizophrenic. <laughs> All right, okay, there you go. Thank you, Shot Doctor. Good job. Thank you very much, Shot Doctor, on Casting Call every Wednesday on Real Radio 104.1. It's time to rise above the fud jokes and hemorrhoid humor. Even if only for a few fleeting moments. And actually learn something. This is the Five Minute Professor. At that rate, let's get a lecture from the Five Minute Professor. Greetings and salutations, Professor. Where are you? It turns out that today. I am in one of the least likely places you could ever find me. Ah, uh, your proctologist's office. A strip joint. Uh, I am <laughs> in both of those places incredibly frequently. Oh. Okay. You're in... Um, let's see. Uh, he laughed at himself. You're in a ladies' lingerie shop. You're in a payday loan office. Oh, yeah, Victoria's Secret. I am in the studios of Overboard Entertainment. What is that? The home of scuba radio and the world of boating and just plain radio. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. We're going to be uh, pre-recording the world of boating as soon as I am done with you for this weekend. Still scuba diving a lot? I have not scuba dived but once since my daughter was born. And it is one of the gravest disappointments of my life. Oh, I'm sad now. Are we ruling out that scuba dove would have been the proper? Yeah, I was thinking about diving. that too. Yeah. As soon as it came out, I was scuba like, dove. I, have you been I haven't scuba, scuba dived, dived dove, <laughs> divin. Have you been scuba diving? Have I? Put it. Have you been scuba diving? Yeah, I was uh, certified and all that kind of stuff. Did How it for long a couple of years. Though? Oh, many, many years more than about thirty years ago, probably. Well, I I liked I, it a lot. I ah. There's nothing better than diving well, in, in warm water. In cold water, there's nothing worse than diving. <laughs> I'm trying to convince Mo to take scuba lessons. It's great. And it's a great couples thing, too. It is. It's a great way yeah. to travel and do it on the cheap, yeah. too. No, it is not. It is a terrible couple. Well, it is. Why? That, well, when your husband can punch a shark, then it's No, he doesn't great. punch anything. That's no, a great way to party. Let me put it that way. Yeah, we're not. Oh, yeah. We're not those people. The problem I with guess. diving with a spouse. Yeah. The, the 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 problem with with diving with a spouse and Greg is is writing no wives on dives. Um, the problem with diving with a spouse is invariably one of you is going to be better at it than the other, and the one who's better at it spends their whole dive taking care of the other one. It's I not speak from experience. It's not painting. It's, no, no, it's no, no, scuba no. diving. It's scuba diving. It is being. 60, 80 feet underwater where the other person is afraid that they're not going to have air anymore. So you have to keep checking on them. Mm. Well, you have a partner, though. You yeah. have a buddy that you dive you with. You have a buddy, and yeah. ideally that buddy is at right. your skill level or slightly better than you, so they're checking on you. That's how you want to dive. All right, you got four minutes for a lecture. Then we're going to break and do a quiz. Go ahead. Okay. Winter Olympics Love start them. yesterday. What? Yeah, the opening ceremony is not till Friday, but they actually started the uh, biathlon, the luge, and ski jumping already. They started that today, and they are 14 hours ahead of us. So right now, as we speak, it is Thursday at 8.15 in the morning mm. in Pyeongchang, South Korea. Now, this is important. The place where the Olympics is is beyond Pyeongchang. 
Pyeongchang, not Pyongyang. Pyongyang is the capital of North Korea. Right. So it's Pyongyang. It's in the northeast corner of the Republic of Korea. And it's at a relatively high elevation. The average elevation of the entire region is 2,500 feet above sea level. Now, South Korea is an interesting place. It's pretty close to Japan. In fact, it's in the same time zone. And South Korea was invaded by the Japanese in 1910 and controlled by the Japanese from 1910 until 1945. Uh, And until the Soviet Union declared war on Japan right at the very, very end of the Second World War. Uh, Japanese never apologized for those comfort women either. Uh, they didn't apologize for a lot of things. No, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not funny. They, they took literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of Korean women Girls, and yeah. forced them into prostitution. Uh, and they took, comfort and women for Japanese soldiers. They also took a lot of South Korean men and uh, enforced them to serve in the army for the Japanese Imperial Empire wow. Army. Uh, Show them. Today, though is one of the most advanced nations on Earth. They have had insane, literally insane, crazy, unsustainable economic growth, growing their economy by 10% per year for over 35 years. So how do they keep a hold on inflation? Uh, Well, actually, they really benefit from their relationship with the United States because their economy is now a leader in Asia, So when they had their explosive economic growth, it was from a point of absolute zero. Uh, And so they were able to maintain it by growing a middle class at the same time that they were expanding their economy. Most economies, the middle class is the last thing to expand, that the, the elite own all the money and they force the poorest of poor people to do the poorest of poor things. But South Korea had the benefit of having the middle class expand at the same time, so they're able to maintain it. And they have the most advanced economy in Asia. They have the most advanced Internet in Asia. Uh, They have, and this is really remarkable, they have the fastest Internet in the world. They have the most complete 4G LTE coverage, and they have the highest percentage of cell phone ownership, more than one cell phone per person. For the 50 million people that live in South Korea. Wow. No kidding. And to these days, they have a very stable republic form of government. Now, in the 80s, coming into the, coming into the 80s, they had some, some military dictatorships. But since the 90s, they have had stable republic form of government. They are headed up by an elected president who then appoints a prime minister who works as the second-in-command. Then they have a unicameral legislature, and they have the perfect kind of legislature. They have seven different political parties represented in their legislature, and no party controls more than 40%. Hmm. So it's not like where we live, where it's just about 50-50 with the two parties, and as a result, they're constantly at loggerheads with each other. They, they have to form consensus to get anything done because they have more than just the two parties. Gotcha. All right, hold that thought. Take a little break. We're going to come back and have a quiz, I guess, on South Korea or the Olympics, the Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. It's the 5-Minute Professor on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A man is being accused of flooding a strip club after he broke a toilet. Talk about making it rain. Am I right? 
Next, a blind man who is scared of horses got the UK's first guide horse. I don't even want to think about the logistics of getting that in your house. Finally, a restaurant in Boston is offering a $3,000 burger with an engagement ring on top. Listen sweetheart, I was gonna put it in your chowder but Ma Wahlberg talked me out of it. <laughs> Headlines were brought to you by the free iHeartRadio app. And transmission. That's right, and you can hear more of that anywhere you go if you download that free iHeartRadio app right now. You get to take real radio and all your favorite music with you any time, anywhere. All you have to do is go to the app store on your smartphone and download our free iHeartRadio app right now. Call now for person, place, or thing. 407-916-1041. From... You are listening to The Phillips File. Real Radio! 104.1 Back to the five-minute professor on The Phillips File. A little bit of a lecture regarding South Korea. Of course, the Winter Olympics will be getting underway. Anything else about South Korea that we probably well, here's something. might want to know? Well, here's something I think is interesting about South Korea. South Korea has one of the largest militaries in the world, uh, and uh, they have the world's sixth largest number of active troops. They have the world's second largest number of reserve troops. So altogether, there's 3.7 million people in a country of 51 million who are part of the military, and they spend 15% of all government spending is on the military, which means they have the second highest number of soldiers per capita in the world after only North Korea. Oh, no kidding. Absolutely. So only North Korea has a larger per capita army than South Korea. And in South Korea, it's an offense that can lead to imprisonment to be a conscientious objector. Your they usually have about 400 people in prison at any given point in time who are conscientious objectors. Yeah. What's your favorite sport at the Winter Olympics, or do you care? Curling. Mm. Kidding? Curling. Oh. Curling, not kidding. Curling. Absolutely. Aren't, aren't they doing it in Chicago at, at Wrigley? I think they set up a giant curling rink. They should. They should do curling everywhere that it gets cold. They do it next door here at the RDV. They do, on Sundays. Yeah, Sunday's like at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> the club meets Saturday at 10. You could probably go Sunday, Jim. <laughs> I thought about it once, and I said, like, I don't want to do this. No? I'm sure there's drinking. Well, that's well, I don't no drink. Good. Damn it. <laughs> nice Brains. going, Professor. Thanks a lot. Way to bring that up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We've only been talking about that for eight and a half years. <laughs> Are you ready for the quiz? <laughs> yes, please. Let's uh, get it underway. Uh-huh. Sai is a Korean comedian who performs comic songs and routines, but somehow... Jack! Is Mr. F uh, Mr. Bradshaw. Gangnam Style. Absolutely not the question. Nah. Damn you. Damn you. <laughs> His song, Gangnam Style, became an international sensation, becoming the first video with over a billion YouTube views in what year? Jim, let me start. Let me just... Uh, that you. would be... Uh, what's the... What's the... What year did it get its, 12, its one billionth view? That's 2011. After 2011. Moira, 2013. Before 2013. There we go. We got it. Jack. Mr. Bradshaw. 2012. There it is. Thank you for dragging that out. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Absolutely. Used all your time. He needed to redeem himself. Which super What are you talking about? I carried this team last oh, week. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, yeah. Sake. It was all wham, wham. rock and roll music. <laughs> Which 
Hank's Gramps team. Which superhero team was the top-grossing film of 2012? Pink Man. Mr. Pink Man. The Avengers. That is absolutely correct. Damn kids in their movies. Really? Uh, loud. Loud, loud rock and roll music. Well, now we'll Get off my lawn. <laughs> we will bring this one back for us, Mr. Phillips. Now, the Avengers are not Thor and Captain America. They are John Steed and Emma Peel. Correct. Am uh, I right? Yes, I... They yeah. live on in my imagination, especially Emma. But the 1998 film version killed them, mm. I believe. What is the Rotten Tomatoes rating for the 1998 film version with Ray Fiennes and Uma Thurman? That's the way you give a percentage for Rotten Tomatoes. A number yeah. between one and uh, nine. 68. Lower. Moira, 40. Lower. Jack, <laughs> 20. Lower. Uh, Fritz. Mr. Fritz. 15. Lower. Oh, no. Thanks for nothing, Fritz. Uh, five. Five percent is absolutely yes. right. <laughs> All right, Pinky. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that bad, huh? That's a low rating. That is a low, low rating. But That's these are critics, and it's easy to criticize. There's a great quote. There has never been a statue erected to honor a critic. This is commonly attributed to Gene Sibelius. Sibelius is considered the greatest composer of what Scandinavian country? It is the easternmost Scandinavian. That is f- f- Finland. Finland is absolutely correct. There it is. Thanks for getting that. Yes. How many U.S. states are larger than Finland? Uh, well, uh, there's uh, 30. Fewer. Moira, 18. Fewer. Who? Jack, 8. Fewer. Fritz. Mr. Fritz. Four. Four is absolutely yeah, good. Yeah, job, yeah, 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 Boy, yeah. he's a smart one. Yeah, so uh, Finland is uh, only smaller than four countries, uh, four U.S. states. states. Uh, of course, Alaska, Texas, California. What is the fourth largest U.S. state by area? Uh, 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 by Texas, area. Texas, California, uh, uh, Nevada. Further north than Nevada. Not far. Not north. Montana. Yeah. Montana is absolutely correct. Nicely done. Evil Knievel is possibly the most famous Montanan. Although, uh, Gary Cooper might give him a run for his money. What year did Evil Knievel try to jump over the state? Uh, Jack, uh, jump over what? Uh, uh, 1974. Wait, 1974 is absolutely nice. Evil Knievel jumped over the Snake River Canyon, 1974. Snake River Canyon is in what U.S. state? Jack, Colorado. Further north. Uh, Utah. Further north. Jim, Idaho. Idaho is absolutely correct. Nicely done. Oh, uh, yeah. Idaho is a Republican bastion in the Northwest. What was the last year that Idaho's four electoral college votes went to a Democrat? Uh, Jim, that would be 1930. What was the presidential year, Jack? What would Six. Be? 30, 36? 38? Yeah. What would More it be? More recently than 1936. All right, forget okay. that. Uh, Moira, 1960. More recently than 1960. Ooh. Jack, 1992. Less recently than 1992. Fritz. 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 1988. Before 1988. Wait, think about it. 60 and 1988. 76. It went to a a Democrat the last time. Carter was. So Carter was 76. Yeah. Uh, 76. 1964, LBJ. Ah, oh, uh, uh, damn it. Oops. The 
1964 Summer Olympics were held in what city of 13 million people? It translates to East Capital in English. Jim. Oh, no. Moira. Yes. Tokyo. Tokyo is absolutely correct. Oh, yeah. Final question. What time will it be in Tokyo on Friday night when the Pyeongchang 2018 Olympic Games start at 8 p.m. local time? Moira. Yes. Uh, 10 a.m. Saturday. It will not be 10 a.m. Saturday in Tokyo, no. Oh, in Tokyo. in Tokyo. Oh, I was doing Seoul, South Korea. Right, uh, what time? It will be 8 p.m. in Pyeongchang. 10 p.m.? will it be at 8 p.m.? What time will it be in Tokyo? That's the question. It will okay. be, what did you say, Mo? I said, eight, I said 10 a.m. the next day. 10 p.m. It will mm. be earlier than 10 p.m. Jack, 8 p.m. It will be 8 p.m. It's the exact same time. I oh, said that at the right. very, very beginning of the lecture. No. <laughs> it's the exact same time. I, I didn't understand what you said. Yeah, you said it was on the same time zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. I didn't understand that. Yeah, there it is. So, nice job. Well, so, uh, the, the Earth is uh, separated time. into these meridians of little longitude sections. Yeah, and latitude. All right. 88. 88. 88. Yeah, so actually, hold on. Uh, Oh, we did real well in the middle there. Yeah, you did really well. You missed one question entirely, however, and you had no bonus points. Kimchi. Points. 86 points. 86 points today. Solid B. Well, that's crap. That's crap. What? That's good. good. Solid B. Yeah, well. That's above a mid B. Yeah, but God gave us A brains, just saying. God yeah, gave, what have you done? Well, apparently not. Yeah, apparently. Well, with you, you people. I've got a B brain for no, sure. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> brain starts with B. Boys. All right, any uh, thoughts about uh, what are you going to be doing? And any thoughts on next week? I have not given any thoughts to next week as of yet. If you have any thoughts, you let me know. Otherwise, I will think of something completely different. In the meantime, however, I will be tomorrow night at the Silly, uh, the Silly Grape, where I will be hosting trivia on Thursday nights and... If you're interested in purchasing a restaurant, I know one that's for sale. Really? Really. Uh, but he wants to sell it for cash, and I know it makes money. Mm. And I host trivia there. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh-huh. I also will be at uh, Waco Taco on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, that's attached to Hourglass Brewery on Ronald Reagan Boulevard, and I will be at Post Time Lounge and Cafe on Tuesday night. Half price pizza when I host trivia on Tuesday night. You can find out more details if you go to the Five Minute Professor page on Facebook or check out my YouTube channel. Mm. Uh, that's Five Minute Professor on YouTube. Over 200 videos, several of them interesting. <laughs> well, that's Are you still driving for Uber? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am still driving for Uber, and I had a very interesting Uber drive yesterday. Do we have time to talk about it? Yeah, give me a minute or so. All right, I'll give you a minute. So um, when, you, when you put out a call for Uber, mm-hmm. The driver does not know where that ride's going to end up. He doesn't know. He knows where you are, but he doesn't know where your ride's going to be until he accepts the ride. Yeah. So I picked up a guy named Christopher, treacherously close to my house. And he was in town from Austria. He wanted you to drive him to Austria? He did not want me to drive him to Austria, no. But he was in town from Austria. He was in for like three or four days. I think he was meeting a girl, and they fought on the first day, and then he'd been by himself for three days. And he wanted to go see the manatees, so his ride, his Uber ride, was from Colonial and Alafaya to Blue Springs. Wow. Whew, that's a schlep. It's 58 minutes, in case you're curious, in case you want to take the trip one day. 58 minutes. It was a great ride. We got to talk about a whole bunch of things. 20-year-old kid, Christopher, who flew from Austria to Florida to see some woman who does not deserve him. Oh. Well, 
I'm did you, are you in love? Did you have to take him home? Well, what, did, what did he think of the manatees? He, I don't know. I dropped him off and left. <laughs> he might still be up there. Oh, boy. <laughs> he might be. Oh. It's 58 minutes. I don't know who was going to pick him up in Crystal Springs. But that was not my job. My job was to get him there. there so go. when you select a ride, they could be wanting to go to Texas and you would go? Uh, well, you, you can decide to say the ride's too far. You actually can say that, but then they get put back into the loop and somebody else comes. Yeah. But you don't know until you pick them up Good where luck they're this going. Week. All right, Professor. Good job. I had a, uh, I, I got something I might want you to check into for next uh, next week's lecture. But You know how to get a hold of me. You got it. Thank you very much. Right. Five-Minute Professor on Real Radio 104.1. Oh, yeah. There's the music for PPT, Person, Place, or Thing. And I, I think forgot we're to on tell schedule. you. Yes, quickly. Yes, today is National Fettuccine Alfredo Day. Pass. Ooh. Oh, what? it's delicious. Don't like the Alfredo cheese. Don't like that cheesy, cheesy, the white cheesy. sauce? No, oh, no. it's Pass. good time. That's no. a good time. No. What if it's clotted? Uh. It's like a Parmesan, Parmesan butter sauce. Oh, that, that mm. makes me want to um, pass. Mm. All right, fine. Yeah. So you get lasagna with no... Per- oh, okay, all right. He doesn't like. He doesn't. He, no, it's a white sauce. He doesn't yeah. like. No, it's uh, that Parmesan thing. Yes, he doesn't like. Thank you. He's never had a tour of Italy. All right, I, what's wait, the uh, prize for PPT? It's a pair of tickets to see Dan Rather at the Hard Rock Live on March seventeenth. Uh, RealRadio.fm keyword tickets. If you'd like to buy tickets, let's get it underway. Lee, you're first up. Pick a person, a place, or a thing. Lee, a uh, place. A place. Let's do it. Thanks to Brad for the category. Thank you, Brad. What is this place? This place is one of the twenty. 20 largest cities in Europe. All right, so we know it's in Europe. This place is one of the 20 largest cities in Europe. What is the city I speak of? Uh, Rome. Rome. That's your final answer? Yeah. Not Rome. Nice try, though. We appreciate that. Move on to Pat. Clue number two, Pat. It has a famous castle, bridge, town square, clock, and the Jewish quarter. This city, Pat. Okay. Um, Warsaw. 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 That's your final answer? Yeah. Oh, not Warsaw. Oh, that's a good try. Right along, though. Josh, clue number three. Though it's part of the European Union, it does not use the euro as its primary currency. I don't know that. It's part of the European Union, but it does not use the euro as its primary currency in this city that... As a castle, bridge, town square, clock, and Jewish quarter. Hmm? Pat, Josh, Will, uh, London. London. That's your final answer. Yep. No, sorry, it's not London. Moving. We got two more to go. You can text us at Real Mobile seven seven zero three one. Have you ever been there? Uh, no. Here's Will. Will, here we go. Clue number four. The capital is the country's largest city and once served as the capital of Bohemia. Oh. Is it Brussels? Brussels, he says. That's your final answer? Yes. No, I'm sorry. It's not Brussels. Moving right along to Robert. Here we go, Robert. Last clue. Now we're making progress. Check this out. The city of Spires is the fifth most visited city in Europe. All right. Would it be Prague? Prague, he says. That's your final answer? Yeah. Yeah, baby. It is. Prague, yeah. See? Now we're making progress. Ha, Prague. Check Press. this out. Ha, ha, Czech Republic. Hello. Got it. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's clever. That. Uh, who, who, who wrote that again? Brad? No. Yeah. Oh, Thanks, Brad. Brad. Thanks, Brad.
Good job, Brad. He's clever. He is. Mm-hmm. Very good. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent job. Tremendous. I am Ed Tittle. Jim, t- on tomorrow we have a cool prize that, that Mr. Pinkman can tell us about, but it has <laughs> to do with Monday night and something we're going to witness, and that's uh, Michael Andrew uh, uh, performance. Oh, yeah. We'll have a pair of tickets to see Michael Andrew and the Gershwin Big Band. That's Monday, February 12th at the Plaza Live Orlando. If you mm-hmm. want to buy tickets, though, you can go to plazaliveorlando.org. Got a 17-member uh, uh, orchestra with them. Michael Andrew's a great entertainer. We talked to him in the studio yesterday. We've known him for many, many, many years. We hadn't seen him in a while. Still looks the same. It was 14 years ago where I introduced him at this venue wearing your tuxedo on that stage. And one of the things I remember about that night, well, many things. Hey, hey, wait, mm, wait a minute now. One of the things from the performance was the energy of a big band, Uh, a a, a horn section, but just a a whole... dozen or more and there's what what'd you say 18 19 17 17, 17. a lot of power in that band it is and and it's going to be an awesome night this monday night and uh i will be i have the honor of introducing the band again wearing your tuxedo he's a great singer he's a great (laughs) band leader he's got a lot he's got that stage presence he's just he's just a cool customer he's a yeah he's a he's just a very good entertainer if you're into gershwin music or you don't have never heard any gershwin music and uh, now he's your is opportunity. This the way to do it. Yeah, yep. he's on tour all over the United States. This is uh, one of his stops. I think Palm Beach is the first one, then uh, then Orlando, and then he's off up and down the coast mm-hmm. with this uh, with this thing that he's put together, along with relatives of the Gershwin family, as a matter right. of fact. Right, that's so, true. Cool. Hope to see you there on Monday. What else? He'll be wearing his tux. I would imagine. I don't know what it. Oh, wearing. he's going to wear something cool. He always has a, an outfit. Yeah. Did you try on that tux? I did this morning. And? Um, um, move the buttons, Daddy. Well, just move the buttons. I, I think yeah. I'm getting it to its maximum limit. You know, there's a little range. When you wear something. You have to suck it in to get it. You up. know, sometimes, you know, you, you can gain a few pounds and okay. your clothes will still fit. I think I am at the very limits, the outer limits of getting this uh, outfit on. But I Could you button it, it without sucking in your gut? Yes. Okay. Well, then you're I, just, I can't remember what this is. It pushed everything up, Mo. Is that a double-breasted jacket? It is. Has it got a slot in the back? I you know, don't remember. Yeah. Is it like pulled? Yeah, because I wonder Jim. whether it's gone like this, no you know, on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. So your butt sticks out a little no, bit. We're going to be looking for that. I think the jacket might be unbuttoned that night. Because now you have middle No, you can't no. unbutton a double-breasted. Don't do that. Oh, I'm you have a middle-aged, no, do that. You have a middle-aged body now. Move the now. buttons, baby. Just move the buttons. All you do is move the buttons an inch. Do you want to you know how to sew, thing? don't you? Me. Mm. So I don't know how to sew. Yeah. Mm. It's I don't know. easy. Oh, it's, the, no. it's, the, it's the fastest way to solve that particular it's problem. It's to move the buttons. Oh, you're going to rip the, you're gonna rip okay, the okay. sleeves right out of the shoulders. Or, or, or the that seam thing. of the pants. You know? You're going to bend over. Here he is. <laughs> oh, I want to see that. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Down the pants. I would have never thought of moving the buttons. I might move the buttons. Ladies oh. and gentlemen, a big welcome for a Michael. <laughs> right down the tush. Oh, boy. Oh, my yeah. God. That's great. That's LBJ's Taylor. Yeah, come to that <laughs> Monday night at the plaza. Brad, right. you're back tomorrow, Thursday edition of The File Underway at 3. Right after Shawnee's The News Junkie with Sabrina Seelane, they follow the monsters in the morning. Tom and Dan are next tonight. Eat dessert first, grin like a dog wander, aimlessly pound your conch as often as you can, buy your books with cash, and eat some ants. Bye-bye and take care. Good night, Penny. Good night, Will. 
Remember, brush your teeth. Your chance to win a trip for two to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards is just a few minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. Monsters Comedian of the Year. The entries are now in, and now it's your chance to make the choice. You have to vote.